Hey, yo, what's up, guys and gals? Tonight's Gravity Lab Radio's guest is Mr. Rabbit Stibe. Rabbit is a longtime friend of mine, been a buddies for this with this fellow for about 15 years. We spend a lot of time together on and off the DZ. Rabbit's the chief pilot at Skydive Spaceland, been in the sport forever. Uh, we'll share a little bit more about Rabbit tonight, but we'll mainly just kind of kick back, relax, enjoy some of his wonderful stories. Some are just a lot of fun, and some are really educational and something you want to understand. So uh, make sure you listen, make sure you tune in, and make sure you pay attention. But till then, I want to talk tonight about flying monkey art and design. A lot of our advertisers, a lot of our ads here are brought to you uh, uh, through support of the show, but this is a personal thing. Uh, the flying monkey art and design have nothing to do with the show. As a matter of fact, I don't know if uh, Heather, the uh, artist behind Flying Monkey Art and Design, knew anything about Gravity Lab Radio until I uh, told her to download this episode. I have seen Flying Monkey Art and Design on Facebook. Look them up. Flying Monkey Art and Design. And I have seen so many awesome, awesome paintings. I keep seeing this lady paint these crazy photos of people's pets in free fall. And I've loved it. Loved it enough that I started following it. She don't only paints painting or does paintings of your pet but she'll also paint helmets you name it she'll do it and uh after watching her for a while she did a painting of a friend of mine marcy and logan they they're up in cleveland uh cleveland skydive center i think is the name of their drop zone super nice people but marcy posted a painting that heather did of her pets and knowing knowing her pets it made it even more personal for me made it even more awesome and i was like man that's it i gotta get a hold of heather Heather does a phenomenal job. It's not just the painting, it's the service that she brought to the table. I hit her up, Heather, I'm interested. She says, hey bro, it's a little bit of a wait time. I take all of these uh, really serious. I wanna make the best of it, just so you know. And, and she let me know, she's very forthright and her, uh, her, her estimate of when she would start her painting was exactly on point. We have a painting of our two dogs in a rodeo with our cats on top of them. One dog, one cat, one dog, one cat. It gets even better. Not only are little fuzzy babies flying and, and skydiving, they're wearing our gear, our rigs, our altimeters. Heather took it to the utmost of detail, making things an inch tall in detail when it comes to some of the logos. Every little fur and hair, not every, but man, you can look at the painting and, and the detail of the fair, fur and the hair is just unflipping believable. The time Heather put into this, she sketched, hand sketched the painting of our pets first, just gave me a little hand sketch, said, hey, this is what I'm going for. Is it cool? Took any feedback we wanted and made any adjustments off of that. From there, she painted the first pet, but she painted a layer. I'm going to tell you his name is Jimmy and she painted Jimmy's rig. Hey, any corrections on the rig? Yeah, actually one thing. Awesome. She corrected it. Then she painted Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, I need to see this angle. And she would ask me for specific angles for certain features or certain things. Are all his nails the same color? One of our dogs, Scrappy, has different color nails, like most of our little fuzzy buddies, right? She got every single nail to the right color without asking us, just because she had enough pictures. Every pet, every rig, she contacted us for approval. She contacted us and showed us what was going on. She kept us in tune along the way, the entire way. It took about a month for this painting to happen. It is a two by three canvas painting. It is flipping gorgeous. Heather, customer service is above and beyond exceptional. The only thing that exceeded her super her, her customer service is this painting. Guys, you will spend a little bit of money, but if I break down the amount of time, the amount of hour, and the amount of effort that Heather put into this painting, she is under fucking charging. Heather, don't send me another bill. I love the painting. It is so dope. My wife almost cried when she saw it. We love it. Guys and gals, flying monkey art and design. If you want your pet 
uh, immortalized on a painting, on your wall, on your helmet. It doesn't matter. She loves to paint. She loves art, skydiving or not. Check out Flying Monkey Art and Design. Hit them up on Facebook. Keep an eye out. We'll share the photo on, on my personal uh, uh, social media, but also on Gravity Lab Radio because she just crushed it. Again, nothing to do with them. They're not a supporter of the show. I paid full price for this fucking art, and that's how well she did that even though I'm a full price customer, I will take the time to promote it. Just badass, Heather. Absolutely crushed it. Guys and gals, find Monkey Art and Design. I've said it enough times. Find them on Facebook. Check them out. Heather's a skydiver. Support your local jumpers or support your fellow jumpers and uh, get a painting of your pet done. Heather, thank you so much for immortalizing our pets and just making that painting so, so special to us. Guys and gals, enjoy the show. Where the rabbits go. I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and Nicholas Lott. Produced by Justin Grubbs. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? Oh, yeah. Does he prefer to be called Ernie or Ernest or Lou or Lewis or Lou. Ernest, Ernest Lewis? <laughs> hey, Lou's the only one he really pays attention to. Lou. It, everything else is just uh, for my entertainment. I've regularly, since he was a puppy, called him Ernie Lou. Um, and I liked Ernie better, but he doesn't respond as well. So er, I have to call him Ernie Lou. Um, today I call him everything. He, does, he, seems, he responds to me. Yeah. He's not responding to his name. Yep, yep. He's like, oh, I know that voice. He's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're really his friend, then he he does he sounds like you've run over him <laughs> in a truck because you're coming. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> oh, that must be really good friends. Spark is the is wheel something of the otter. else too. <laughs> Do what? You must be really good friends with the wheel of the otter. <laughs> oh, and the wheel. Oh, the wheel of the uh, my car. Does it squeak? Or he pees on it. No, he chases it. That's right. I've seen, when you let him out in the morning on the drive. Yep. Well, he's taken to doing the deal that he does with the otter with my car. And so I came in and I was like, "What's that blood all over your face?" And he scraped this part really good and has a couple of and the his pad because I think he took his pad up and went you know like this on the wheel. Uh, okay, no more chasing the car. You, you're you're a stupid shit. You're gonna yeah. run. <laughs> Most people get in front of the car to get run over. He gets run over from behind. From behind, yeah. What a. <laughs> I, I was really worried that at some point I was going to run over him because that's what happened to Bob. <laughs> is he would go out and he would chase the tire, try to hurt cars, and he did it out in front of the ghetto, and somebody hit him. That's how he died. Oh. Oh, I was thinking Bob was somebody else. It's like a dude. No, no, another dog. Oh. Who was the dog in Atlanta? Frank. Frank. Yeah, Frank's the one that uh, Charles Price got. Yeah. I, uh, my mother-in-law was always so upset that our pets had human names. Like, it bothered her to know Really? It. Yeah, dude. It was really a big deal to her that, you know, Ralph. Oh, Scrappy, that's his But Ralph and Peter and Jimmy. <laughs> people name. <laughs> well, she had to meet Captain Jack. <laughs> Captain Jack. <laughs> uh, man, I like people named for my pets. Yeah, me too. I do. 
Well, party people, we are live. I can tell when she starts recording early because yeah. she gets this little like conspicuous look on her face and she stops talking <laughs> to you, us. Do you? Oh. Like behind the scenes. Like, what? You're over here being like a ninja. <laughs> now we're fine. <laughs> What's up, guys and gals? Tonight's uh, show, a good buddy of ours, Rabbit Stye. Hey. And actually, it's been a year and a half since you've been on the show last, Rabbit. You've got to be kidding me. It seems like I was just here like four months ago. Time flies when you're really old. Yeah. <laughs> and having the uh, epidemic or pandemic. Oh, that's right. Okay, I haven't been through the the Rona has kind of erased the, some time the, for a lot of people. It's the year of everything was put on hold, right? Twenty twenty, everything was put on hold, and life exploded around us. Instead of instead of what <laughs> experiencing life in its magnitude and magnificence, right? Stupid, you know, freaking 2020. Oh, that's going to go down in history. Dude, it, it's... There's certain things that you remember, right? Right. 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 I remember how I felt. I was at a gas station pumping gas. My girlfriend at the time gives me a call. Where are you? I'm pumping gas. What do you... Like, she sounds super frantic. I'm like, I'm pumping gas. You got to get a TV right now. I'm like... Babe, I'm going to work. I'm puppy. You have to go to a TV. I'm like, what is going on? You won't believe me. You have to go to a TV. Right, right. Uh, she eventually told me. But like, you, you can remember these things. 2020. We'll remember this year forever. Forever. Man, all Or at the- least until a next major pandemic or asteroid collision or Yellowstone blows up. And then we like, 2020. It's nothing. It's nowhere near as bad as what we got going on. What right uh, now. what natural disaster are you betting on? What do you think is going to get us? Ooh, that's a that's uh, I'm thinking it's going to be biological weapons. I th- I think somebody's developing is using the pandemic or at least seeing what's happening with the vectors. They're, they're the testing pandemic. the waters with what's going on right no, now. No, I don't think they're purposely testing it as much as observing it. Right? Yeah, somebody's observing it, right? And well, let's see what happens. Okay, well, it's not so much I'm creating a, a, a virus that I want to unleash upon the world as much as it's, well, it started here. How did it get to there? So if I want to isolate, maybe isolate a country, how would I work the vectors in order to be able to get that? So I think they're watching, but I don't I really hope. Who are they? People hiding in caves in some weird country yeah. that I can't pronounce. Yeah. Which is everything but like Japan. I can pronounce that one. I got China figured out now. One, one of the Stan countries, maybe? Um, Dude, it's it's crazy. It, what's what's going to kill us? You think it's going to be something? Man, what's going to end this world? Ooh. That's what you're saying, right? Oh, what's I, gonna, I mean, if that's the question you're asking me, I would just say humanity. We're going to fuck this up. We're going to screw it up so <laughs> right? bad. Right? No. We really but are. I think that's more, uh, well, not more, maybe equally likely is something uh, <laughs> like an asteroid. Yeah. Sorry. That was my sister. She said hello. Debbie, what's up, girl? <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I think it's the, the humanity thing, and I think it's overpopulation. Um, although you and I have talked about uh, population cap, but we'll get, bring it into that. Right. But I think it's, it's overpopulation in a density form where you see all these uh dystopian uh, movies where they live in this like big conglomerate of just crap yeah it's just like trash everywhere yeah so like new york yes yeah i mean there's some beautiful parts of new york i've heard i've never been there but the the picture of 
everybody top humanity piled on top of humanity. Yeah. Uh, Fifth Element. Oh, mm-hmm. Great movie. Um, but you actually have read something about, and I actually bought into this. I said I bought into this. I started reading into it. I looked into what you gave me, and it's yeah. super interesting. Have you heard about? There's a po- like the growth of population. There's a population cap. At some point, we will just stop naturally growing. I've I've heard people talk about it. It's hard. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know that I've heard a precise number of what they're expecting that to be. And what happens exactly? Like how does how do we cap? Well, isn't it a kind of a balance of affluence? Like as. Uh, more people have more money that the population growth tends to slow down. Ooh, altered carbon. That is a trippy show. (laughs) (laughs) We just went to carbon. (laughs) It's called art. Altered carbon. It's about, do you know it? Oh Oh, yeah. Yeah. Altered carbon's freaking a cool show. So that's definitely the, the population cap where I could see the money thing. Yeah. What was it you found? uh, Well, it's kind of like fruit flies. Fruit flies will um, multiply until they reach uh, a threshold, a cap. And it's usually food. It's rarely space. I mean, if you think about it, everybody in the world right now, we could all live in Texas. If you took the entire population of the world and created a density zone that was like New York for the entire state of Texas, you could put everybody in this state. And if they can live in New York, they can live... In something as huge as as Texas, right? Well, you're running into a food problem. So right now we have the production capacity to feed the world, if we did it right, to about 11 or 12 billion people. And at that point, we run out of food. See, this this is what scares me. Like this, there was a... Uh, a, a few books that I read as a kid that kind of scared me out of my desire to have children. Of like, okay, it talks about the first doubling of the human population. How right. it, uh, you know, it took a hundred thousand years essentially for the population to go from ten thousand humans to twenty thousand humans, and then from twenty thousand to forty thousand is a little shorter. And from you know, as as it doubles, that time frame gets shorter and shorter. And now we're you know, in my lifetime, going to go from I don't know how many people there were in nineteen eighty six, but. Uh, you know, it's doubling in a period of almost 40 years. Yes. So, uh, you know, I don't know. That seems really fast. And I don't know that I expect we're going to find a balance on the way there, right? Of like, hey, is one day we're just going to find this cap and the amount of food that we're able to produce, even though we're maxed out, we're going to still stay in balance with that somehow? Like, w- when I think about what it takes to, m- to make food, and you think about like how monocrops are produced and when you think about irrigation and how that affects the soil. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a reason that not all of the land is covered in food and it's because food's kind of hard to grow. It takes resources and not all ecosystems are set up to support that, that sort of growth, right? And so the more that you farm, the more uh, salinated the soil becomes, like the more salt it leaves behind in the soil, the more toxic the soil becomes and then the ground becomes less capable of producing food. Correct. And then actually... Um, vegetables and stuff like that will have less nutrients in them because of it's deprived in the soil. And so then, you know, an apple doesn't have as much nutrients as it had before. So we're getting less nutrition from uh, the planet's, what will be its lacking ability to produce food. And to me, that's the scary moment of what happens when that shit hits the fan. Except technology is going to keep on going. So Maybe. Your, your, your salt problem, the, they ran and found that... Uh, they would water enough to grow the crops. 
But the problem was, is when they'd water, when natural waterization goes on, it rains a lot and pushes all those salts way down. Well, when you're doing agriculture watering, you water enough for your crops, and that salt doesn't get pushed down, and the salt moves up further and further until now you're looking at your scenario where you're having entire areas that can't grow anything. Mm. So they discovered that. I love YouTube because I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'll sit in and watch YouTube information from that. Yes. You got to remember that there are flat earth videos on YouTube. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that is how we should be educating our kids right now. The earth is flat. It's a flipping disc. I've never seen a curve. I skydive a lot. So Ron got like 8,000 jumps. That's not a lot, but it is. Um, Ron, Ron brings up Soylent Green. That Ron movie who is made of people. Yeah, that's where that, you know, where the population gets out of control and then they find out that they're making the Soylent Green out of the people. Yeah, and no. and, <laughs> and see the the reason that that's scientific is Ron. it'd be really difficult to make food from people. Oh, for sure. I know. Because we have the wrong kind of proteins to eat ourselves. For that's, sure. That's why cannibals. I was just listening to a podcast about leather-bound books out of people's skin. Oh my god! That that, that, that I've heard before. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's disguise. That's that's uh, that creep threshold for me, right? Is there. it is it true <laughs> that cannibalism is not sustainable for that reason? It, you you can yeah you cannot you cannot you can eat people mm-hmm. but you're not going to get the nutrients necessary to sustain life through cannibalism and that's why cannibals are crazy right well is it no, like that seems like a like a thing that you've heard right I've totally but, heard that but I don't yeah. know if that's true yeah but maybe it, it's not, because not your brain doesn't get the necessary nutrients well cannibalism was mostly wasn't for a sustained food source it was for ritual. Right, yeah. Like Eat the they, hearts of your enemy, you know? They were entitled to, like, own that person or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, have you seen the movie Alive? Based on a true story of, yeah. uh, I think it's a Chilean soccer team that crashes in the Andes Mountains. Oh, shoot. And uh, this is a real story. Um, and they were stranded up there for, gosh, several months. And they ran out of food, obviously, that they had on the airplane. And it's in the middle of the frozen Andes Mountains. And they started eating the dead to live. Yeah. <laughs> that's just a terrible Jeez. end of the world uh, scenario. And then, like, they had to, you know, live with that, right? They're like, I ate my friend. Well, I mean, you can do it for a little while. Yeah. I mean, you I just, could. You I could just live. wonder where the go crazy or become unhealthy threshold lives. Yeah. <laughs> I think they go crazy because they're fine young cannibals. And she drives me. Never mind. Drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's she a. Like, was, was that fine all? young cannibals? Yes. I, yeah. I would never have. Yeah, no, that was totally. Like that was an old man joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh crap! I didn't think about that. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. I don't know that. I, I as I thought as I had that in my head, I knew ninety percent of people who will hear it don't get it. But thanks for being old rabbit. <laughs> I'm here for you, buddy. People are looking that song you. up right now. Dude, that was got to be the '80s, man. I, it's got to be. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wait a minute. We got somebody Sorry. that can look it up. Don't I'm, you have a producer that I'm looks up the same the article? About what are you doing over there? Yeah. Are you thinking about talking? So, to us? isn't because it? You can just forget it. Look up something. You know, do your job over there. Oh my God. <laughs> isn't it a fact though, or is is it? Oh, just goodness. like things people say that cannibals go crazy. I think it could be just things people say. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Is it what my mom and dad told me so I could ta- stop want, like, wanting to eat? 1989, my birth year. And what's the name of the song? <laughs> she Drives Me Crazy she, by fun, Fine, fung, fun, fine fun, Young Cannibals. Yeah, <laughs> they sound attractive. Fun, fun Cannibals. Fun, fun Cam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she drives me crazy. She's funky. <laughs> 
Apparently, I'm fucking Cole Medina. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go again. Nick, you kept up with that I one. I know that one. Oh, right, cool. Nice. Um, man, so it, what, there were also some other thoughts, though. Not only is it not sustainable for food, the population cap, but I think something else part of it, if I remember right, it, it was uh, a change in humanity. A hundred years ago, women got the right to vote. Right. And that shows the difference in today's culture of the thought of a woman's place. Because a hundred years ago, a woman's place was at home, not voting, not working, having babies. Uh, today, my wife is a, she is, God, I'm going to tell on her age now. She hit her retirement this year. So this month, she she can officially retire now. Nice. She's nice. not going to, but, no. you know, uh, career women are out there. Women are living and, and working and wanting to excel in a career. Uh, our, our young producer over here, Elsa, has a great job as a graphic designer. She does a wonderful job, and she's pursuing what she wants to do. Kids have become not the priority of life. Mm-hmm. Well, look, look at it this way. You're not having kids, right? No. No, thank you. Why? Way too much of a responsibility. Cool. Nick, you're not having kids, right? I'm not. Why? I guess that's a long answer. Do you want the long answer? I, I've heard the long answer before because I've listened to the podcast. Oh, and have <laughs> I talked about it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think that there are enough people on the world and uh, perhaps a scarcity of resources in the future Yeah. that uh, it feels irresponsible with the number of uh, you know orphaned kids in the world. That, hey, if you really want to raise a young person and teach them good things and maybe not add to the uh, pending (laughs) environmental devastation of the planet, uh, adopting a kid seems like a really great option. And I'm not going to have kids. In fact, I've had my vasectomy because I was sure I didn't want to have kids. And that all happened for another reason, another story. But you going to have kids? Mm -mm, No. So here's four of us. That population slowing down right here in this room. <laughs> if you think about it, we came up with our reasons for doing this. If that thought process expands out from learning, then maybe there's going to be more of that. And maybe that's what you're talking about. We'll cap it just off of knowledge alone. How many brothers and sisters do you have? I have two brothers. Two brothers. How many brothers and sisters did your parents have? Mm, yeah, this is definitely. My dad had one brother. Okay. And my mom had one brother. But would you agree that that's really odd in yes. that day and age? Yes. Most of the time it's like, well, I have two or three. My parents had three or four. Their parents had five or six. Yeah. yeah. And they're still the super large family units. I have friends who are having four or five kids right now. And God bless them, man. I'm so happy that they are happy doing that. Yeah. But it's not my thing. How many, as your point is, there's more and more people who don't want children at all. Yeah. And there are more and more people who are very happy with one child or, or two. And two is, is still a lot in my brain, but that's not a lot compared to prior generations. Eleven. Dude. I, I mean, when you back, not even, what, 200 years ago, not even 100 years ago. Come on, we got to have some kids because we need some help here on the farm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or we got to have kids because we just had a big war and it killed off everybody. We got to we got to repopulate the earth. Mm-hmm. There's the whole religion thing. Go out, be, be fruitful. fruitful, and multiply. Yeah. That a lot of that, even I'm noticing that the religious side is starting to separate, fragment. There's a lot more people that aren't that are spiritual, but aren't religious. And so they're not following that doctrine anymore. I'd say more open-minded. 
I mean, I agree with you in, in general, but uh, I, I think it, uh, I, I like to think this whole technology age, as destructive as it is, has created a lot of a lot more open-minded people. I firmly believe I'm sitting in a room full of people who have used the internet for broadening our horizons, not narrowing our thought processes. Yeah. Um, and I have a lot of religious family and friends. Uh, and I really, truly think more open-mindedness has, has come to even the people I don't agree with. Uh, yeah. I, I see them being more open-minded, which is, thank you, that's all we need. Man, I, I hate bringing religion and politics into a conversation. So, how you doing there, DJ? <laughs> oh, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. <laughs> so, I was just and looking I thought, at... I thought you were going to dive deeper with that. Uh, yeah, I was. Oh, yeah, like, not even. stopping. Um, yeah. So, I was looking up at how the what you were saying about the uh, world population doubling and it was getting closer and closer together you Mm -hmm. know from 1803 then 1928 then from 1928 to 1960 and then 1960 to 1975 so it was getting like very close and close and close but now we're going farther apart again Interesting. So it's going to take a hundred hundred years, whereas the last time it took seventy years. It's going to take a hundred so, years to go from seven billion to fourteen billion. Um, from five point four to ten. Hmm. And see that the the when you graph it out, uh, I was watching on another one. Uh, when you graph it out, it's a S curve. So it was exponential in the beginning, and then it flattens out on the top instead of being exponential all the way till. It goes to zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think all of these different things are, are helping us not get crazy populated. It's it's not as far as it was, you know, 100, 200 years ago. But Elsa, do you have any fears related to your decision to not have children? Um, I can't afford children. So that's my but, but, reason. But, uh, <laughs> let's, let's say in 10 more years when you have your own flourishing graphic design company and you're a boss-ass bitch rolling six figures, whatever, you know? <laughs> what, science. what about then? Are you going to... Are you thinking about having children in that situation? Just mm, hypothetical. No. I don't need a little mini-me. Okay, now why? Um, I think just because... Um, Hey people. Uh, I never remember to do that. Um, you do better than me. <laughs> no, I think, you know, like, you know, population is just kind of crazy already. Um, I would probably d- adopt, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if I was, if I could afford a child, I would adopt. But, you know, kind of skydiving is my baby and like traveling is my baby. And, you know, I'd rather kind of be selfish and put that money towards fun stuff see and i agree that sounds like a really fun way to live your life but to me it always rolls back to the concern of man i'm gonna die someday i have thought about that too like who's gonna take care of me when i'm old yeah and you know i you know i I, i'm sure i've talked about this on the show i had a pretty close front seat to my dad's passing and i saw the people who were in that room and it was his kids Mm -hmm. and i worry how uh, miserable it might be to be alone in that situation, mm-hmm. especially if you had uh, focused on things like enjoying your life instead of building a large savings account, mm-hmm. and you couldn't afford a, a high standard of, of care. Like, God, how sad and lonely might that be? And that terrifies the shit out of me. That does. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I agree. It, but even along that line, dying alone, I mean, we come in alone, we go out alone. Mm-hmm. Not having a family, DJ. I know you got something. 
If you're holding on, no, to the no, mic, no, 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 no. I'm you just uh, no. I'm just rubbing my eyes. Uh, no, I regularly just hold on to the mic. This is just some place. Oh, okay. It's just some place to keep me engaged to the conversation. I got you. Yeah. Um, you all have relationships, friendships, and yeah, family that are your friends and and mm-hmm. people that w- will end up being there for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For sure. Oh, were you, <laughs> I could mess that up any day. Uh, Mark Fields. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Other, I mean, I guess he had family come in, but he did. He, yeah, his daughters were daughters. Okay. Were there. Yeah, his daughters were there. Um, Heath, myself, were there through most of it. Actually, Heath had to go back home, but I, I spent a lot of time there as well. Um, uh, what's what's his name? Man, our AMP. Oh my God, Chris. He was there nonstop as well. Um, Mark had friends and family there. Um, I'm with I'm with Nick, so my biggest fear is the same, and I approach the fear with how do i overcome it and you already mentioned it as well dying alone in a hospital bed because i'm suffering is the biggest fear it, man i really want to go to sleep one night and not wake up the next day that yeah. would be money that's that, the dopest way to fucking die right <laughs> um the fiery crash good for you if that's how you die and i respect that version yeah. man go to sleep wake up not wake up but suffering in a bed scares me alone so I need to make sure that I'm planning for a financial security that allows me comfortable health care so I'm at least physically comfortable yeah. and taken care of during that time frame because I have to have some level of like, hey, maybe good health care gives me the good drug so I'm not as lonely. Right. Maybe I get hot nurses. Is that what's going on? Because you say I have Val, right, is, is what right. you're insinuating. Who says Val doesn't die in the next week? Who doesn't say I don't die alone? The saddest mm-hmm. thing I've ever heard. Yep. <laughs> I know. And and who's to say your children aren't going to die before you go? Yeah, me because I ain't having any. Well, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. But actually, a coworker, her twenty five year old son just mm-hmm. died. You know, yeah. and so sure. I mean, yeah. It's so hard for me to make jokes when you say a thing like that. I know actually, because she doesn't have him. Anymore. I was about to make a joke about oh, that's why you got to have more than one kid, and then you say some real shit like that, and it's like, hey, you're you're an asshole. Don't say stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I got I got Lou, and, and hopefully and, and Lou Captain will be Jack. there for me. And Captain Jack, yeah. Oh God, I'm hoping Captain Jack. Oh, come on, baby. Yeah, it's still I, not it's still not a for sure thing. I don't think I know Captain Jack. Uh, I'm getting another puppy. Yay! Oh, cool. He hadn't heard. You're probably the only one because I've spread it far and far and wide. Um, I'm getting another healer. Or a, a, I guess. I guess we can introduce that, right? Lou, Ernie Lou, we talked about, is my dog. Ernie. He's a red healer. I'm going to show him. You're going to throw it like new dog. Yeah. <laughs> Subaru. Uh, he's my companion. He's my friend. He's my compatriot. He's my child. Uh, I would say wife, right? But whatever. <laughs> uh, he's your boner. Yeah. He's, he's my man. And we do most everything together. Everything that we can together do, we do. The problem is, is when I'm not around, he doesn't have anybody. So if he's stuck in a kennel or whatever, there's nobody for him to play with. So I decided that I'm going to get another healer. This time I'm going to get a blue healer instead of a red one. Hmm. And I talked to the the guy I got Lou from, and he had three puppies come out. And they were all males. And one couldn't hear in one ear. Uh, Captain Jack, the the one that I really want, has a heart murmur. And then the third one is all that. 
so he comes from a family of uh, parents are both grand champion show dogs, and and uh, and he's got all the confirmation marks. He's going to be a, a grand champion someday. So I call him all that, and I call Captain Jack. He's got a patch over his left eye, so <laughs> cute. I I called him Left Eye when I was talking to my showgirl, that uh, the girl that shows Lou. And I said, yeah, left eye and all that are the two that, that I want. So we'd have a way to talk, differentiate the dogs. And originally, I was going to call the, whatever dog I got uh, William, uh, William Bartholomew. William Bernard. No, sir. I like Bartholomew because Bert, no, I got it was, uh, Billy Bart. Bertrand. I'm sorry. That was it. Bertrand. It, I've already forgot it because I've changed the name. But I was going to call him William Bertrand because um, uh, Bud Abbott of of Abbott and Costello. Okay, okay. Bud Abbott's original name was William, and they called him Bud for short. So I was going to call him Bud for short. So I would have Lou Abbott, uh, Lou, but Bud Abbott and Lou Costello, and then I was going to call him um, uh, Bertrand and Bert for short. So I'd have. Ernie and Bert and Ernie. <laughs> that would be so and cute. And I was thinking, oh, I'm so cute coming up with this name. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> well, I, I talked to Jan, who's my the lady who shows my dog, and she's really good with names. So I started calling him Left Eye and the other one all that. And she goes, well, why don't you call him Left Eye Jack? And I went, oh, you mean like Jack Sparrow? Oh, he, he is a little pirate, you know, and he has that that pirate personality, that flambo. The, the dog, even at at two months, has this incredibly flamboyant personality. Where all that is real shy and timid, and you clap your hands, and he goes runs around the corner and hide. Uh, Captain Jack would hang out with Lou, and Lou would get all snarky with him and and growl at him and and you know nip at him and stuff like that. And of course. Being the lesser dog, he'd cower away long enough for Lou to turn around, and then he'd go right back at it, Lou again, just like Jack Sparrow would, in his flamboyant manner, would would go at him. And I'm going, oh, that's awesome. We'll call him Left Eye Jack and Captain Jack. And she goes, I just can't get the name Captain Jack out of my head. And I go, well, now it's kind of stuck in mind, too, so now it's happening. The problem is, is Captain Jack is being um, looked at by somebody else. Somebody else had first choice on him. So we're waiting. And he's got the heart murmur. So we're waiting to see if the heart murmur goes away. We're waiting to see if the other guy is going to take him or not. And if he does, then I, I take all that and I turn him into a show dog and et cetera, et cetera. And off we go. But I'm, And we're back to him. Really got my fingers crossed that... The heart murmur goes away. The guy doesn't want him, and I get Captain Jack. That's the story behind that. Aww. He's a cute dog. And it, I just saw, a, I'm showing a picture right now of Ernie as a little baby, and it's so cute. He was, he was so <laughs> adorable. Was fluffball. With, was it the one where he jumped out of the back of the uh, Subaru? Uh, no, I haven't found that I, one. I, got I a, knew from a very young age that I wanted to be a show dog, that one. Oh. It it's side, so cute. side profile of him? Yeah. Yeah. Um, find the, the dog one. Though. It's I'm probably really trying. early in the Facebook uh, photographs, if that's where you're looking. I'm looking at the his Instagram. Oh, Instagram? <laughs> his Instagram. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Loot Dog's Instagram. Oh, that's right. Lou, if you want to go look at uh, Loot Dog's Instagram page or I'll, or I'll his Facebook it. page, it's uh, Ernie Lou EFS. Okay. So it'd be Facebook Boom. slash Ernie Lou EFS. I, that's actually where I found out about Captain Jack because Ernie posted something about getting a brother. Oh, getting a brother. Yeah. 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 Oh. yeah I can't remember how it goes. Um, Dude, I, I I I have this small hope. I'm going back to this natural disaster. The world's going to end thing for a second, man. Okay. I have All the right. small hope of an asteroid impact. <laughs> That's where this is going. Dude, when when the volcanoes in Hawaii start to erupt, I'm like, oh my god, here it comes, man. The world's going to explode. There's some weird part of me when they talk about an asteroid coming flying by. I'm like, who is it going to hit? Where's it? Does anybody else have that weird fascination? A of, little bit okay. of like, man, where am I going to be when the world starts to end? Yeah. Right? When that like cloud just comes flying at you and you're like okay this is happening yeah do i run okay, at the cloud got, or away from the cloud i got one even <laughs> better than that if you heard that the world was going to end and it started and you've got a month what what haven't you done that you want to get done before you'll have to deal with the disaster not necessarily that you're going to die but like last year god i wish i would have before the pandemic hit because now I can't because the pandemic's here. So you got anything you got anything on your mind that you're uh, thinking about wanting to do before you're having to deal with a natural disaster that could say wipe out half of the civilization. If I had a month but like hey in a month from now this is about to happen, yeah. I would pull up camp and figure out where I want to be and get myself there. That would be my last month of things to do and it very well may be here. I mean, yeah. I'm we're, I'm not a prepper. My wife is not a prepper, but we do have go bags. We have bug out bags. Yeah. Uh, we have an evacuation kit because we live in a hurricane zone. Um, so, yeah, I, w- I would probably prepare to find a comfortable place for me to be. And when would, I say comfortable, I mean emotionally comfortable. Where, where would it be? It depends what the what, what, what it would Yel- be. Yellow, right. Yellowstone blew up. Uh, asteroids coming in, and we see it. The asteroid's going to hit somewhere. I just want to get in the middle of the woods, away from society, away from civilization, get out to nature and, and hide away someplace and survive off the land. That's what I would probably do. Where? Uh, dude, actually, you really planted a good seed in my mind with the foothills of the Smokies. Um, because okay. uh, I, as much as I would like to be in Oregon, if I'm looking at that kind of natural disaster, it's too cold up there too often. The foothills of the Smokies, East Tennessee, uh, even down to Georgia sometimes, yeah. uh, North Carolina, it, it gets really cold there, but not very long. Yeah, And it's just a lot more survivable temperature-wise. So it really would quickly hit my mind. I also have family out there. so That helps. That yeah. helps. Yeah. So, How about you, Nick? I quit jump my job tomorrow, buy the jump package, fly all the tunnel time I can tell I'm bankrupt. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, because money is like... It's, yeah, it's going to be irrelevant. Yeah. That's, that's the joke version of what I would do. What I would actually do, man, I think we would all have to start thinking of how we were going to survive outside of cities and without the supermarket. Mm-hmm. It really terrifies me. You know, you see the, the sort of chaos that hits in a Hurricane Katrina. Right. Or, you know, when, when word of the pandemic just started to spread... And you walk out into a public place and you feel that tension mm-hmm. that at any moment, if something weird happens, all of these people are going to lose their mind. They're going to start raiding and stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like toilet paper. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> did, already did that, I guess. Minus yeah. They, they paid for it's, it. Uh, that's, that's, to me, I think that that is scarier than thinking about that asteroid actually hitting. Because the asteroid is going to hit and it's going to do what it's going to do. Right. But like the, that unsettling of society, like the craziness of people will definitely continue to escalate as that time comes and not not st- stop after the asteroid hits. 
Mm-hmm. And then you got, you know, going back to our cannibalism conversation, you got people really having to do that to survive. And that's, oh, that's not a world I want to live in at all. Mm-hmm. So I guess I would debate whether I wanted to uh, do what I had to do to be prepared to survive in that world. Yeah. Or if I was going to try and find out where that asteroid was going to hit and I was going to try and let it hit me on the head when it showed up. Because that might be a better ending than... Uh, <laughs> That's the, kind the, of the direction the, the I first, was thinking. The first few years after a thing like that, I don't think the world would be a place I wanted to be in. Right. Of what you'd have to do to survive. Of like, yeah, I don't know. It would be like the Walking Dead kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? That that, that part went through my head as well. Yeah. What did they do? How did they do it? And what was it? Survive? Mm-hmm. Create a community? A community that you trusted. Yeah. You know, have weapons, have a good yeah place to defensible to, to, yeah defend yourself and your community and and then the community rips apart anyway and people hate each other and people kill each other anyway and so it's like jeez. Yeah. <laughs> for me it goes back to something we all started with and it was family you know you have family to die with yeah um, I'm, i know my uh family would have the same goals and desires um as much as i would say i'm not a prepper i would say my dad is a prepper uh, my dad was a 28-year Marine, and I bet money he's got enough MREs. Uh, not I bet money because I'm guessing because I've seen his dash of MREs um, that he, he we, we'd survive. He he's uh, uh, Trent reminds me. So the same mindset of being prepared, being ready. I would dad to the next level though. Jay Daniel. I didn't know he was that way. I didn't know Jay Daniel was prepared. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's uh his I'd, whole family is yeah, I I'd get the family uh mainly because together we'd survive and we not just because we'd survive because of the capabilities and thought processes our family has, but because I mean through life we can do a lot with our family right it's you're still very in tune with your family and and I think that's something we're super losing in our day and age is the value of a family unit yeah you know it, it's it's. Valerie and I will sometimes, and we don't do it often enough, but we'll sit together either in the kitchen, you know, that little island we have, or in the dining room and have dinner together. And it's because it's the easiest way for us to engage and connect. We eat lunch together regularly. Working from home is the best thing ever. Yes. We get to sit and eat lunch together every day. So um, I I would would get the family and and hide in the woods. Mm -hmm. I like the woods idea, too. Yeah. I'm completely unprepared. (laughs) <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I, I, I'm seriously. I would probably go, DJ. Where are you going? Can I go? Can I come? I'll, I'll be a, I'll be a help. You have, you have to leave your house tomorrow morning because a hurricane's coming. You know, you have to leave your house tomorrow morning because the hurricane's massive. <laughs> How quickly could you leave your house right now with everything you need to survive for the next month? <laughs> are you serious? For the next week. You're serious. For the next week, dude. I have to do that as my job. No, I mean, think about it. Yeah. Oh, Rabbit, I need you to go to Atlanta. How long am I going to be there? A month? Oh, and a month turned into three months. Yeah. Turned into you're going to be there. And can I do but that? But you're not going to have any food. You leave with what you... What, you don't get anything other than what you leave with. Can you survive for a week? Could I survive Food-wise? for a week? Yes, you get nothing else but what you leave your house with. Could you survive food for a week? Food would be difficult. Yes, I, I have... I have enough food in my house that I could survive for a week. And could you carry that in a backpack? Dang, that would be. I would have heavy. to. Yes, I could. I uh. could because I've got I've got my camping set up and I've got uh, dehydrated food. So yeah, definitely. Uh. I I go camping now. Just throw all that stuff in a random backpack you have. I I have a uh, a hitchhiker a hitchhiker a uh, uh, hiking backpack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
They hold my tent, sleeping bag, food. That's uh, really what you need, yeah. Jet mm-hmm. boil, uh, and water. I thought you were going to say jet boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a jet boy. Come on, yeah. Chad, get in. We're going. <laughs> Fly me there. <laughs> exactly. I got the jet boil and then I got a jet boy. It's so funny. A guy, a guy named Jet Boy uh, flies a one seventy two. I could get Steve's airplane out of his hangar before he knew it was. Uh, <laughs> right. Oh, I'm positive. About oh, that. I'm sorry, Steve. Uh, no, Steve doesn't watch it. Listen to this. Oh, guess he does. Oh, I was kidding. <laughs> um, I, I I don't think. I just think it's easier to be prepared. Um, Valerie is the same way. We can each grab a bag, be good to go. We we have a bag for our pets. We have ways to yeah. carry our pets out, um, and it's just so it's not stressful. We are, uh, what was it, Harvey, who cruised through? Uh, the entire time, Harvey was. I thought we were going to be Noah. I thought we were never. Go- like, I thought we were seeing the Great Flood. Man, it was <laughs> ridiculous. Um, it just kept raining for four or five days, and we just knew at any moment we could grab a couple bags and be gone. Yeah. Um, we also had some resources of evacuation. Valerie, working for the city, had some inside scoops of, of how to get out quicker. Okay. Um, God bless my wife. Yeah, that's a good way. Because, yeah, all the main ways would be just so clustered. Yeah. <laughs> Clinton says, which three friends would you take with you and which skills do they have that are useful? Because, yeah, that's something interesting to think about. You know, like what friends would be like, oh, I need you because you can work on cars, you know? You, you know, it's a funny thing. The reason that I went... I'm going with DJ and not going with <laughs> Mr. I'm going to free fly for a month is, <laughs> is the same reason that I like working totally. for Steve because he's always got all of his ducks lined out in a row. I hang out with Eric because he has his ducks lined out in a row. I am just the opposite. I'm probably the best improviser of anybody that if the, if the circumstances change, I can bounce off that change faster than anybody I know. But I am not a prepper. I am not prepared. I am not prepared for tomorrow. I don't know what the hell I'm going to wear. You don't know where you're supposed to be tomorrow. Uh, Your friends have to call you and remind you to be there. That's a good point. <laughs> when, when's D&D again? And, and can you call me like a half an hour before instead of, oh, by the way, it's 6 o'clock and you're supposed to be here? Oh, because I don't know you're going to be later. I, I know you reminded me three days, two days, and one day in advance, but yeah, I forgot and, and I zoned it. <laughs> That's me. Uh, He's sh- not prepared. But you sh- can adapt and overcome faster than anybody. Yeah, and so you need both of those kind of people in a survival group. You know? right. But but no one see, no one really sees uh, an advantage to somebody that is can like think on their feet. Yeah, and, yeah. I don't know that because what happens is people like Steve and people like DJ, they're prepared. <laughs> They've already got for the, for all the other for eventualities. <laughs> yeah, where I I think about it on the fly. I won't say too many names because I don't want to uh, implicate yeah. what of my friends have what available and prepared yeah but i have a route planned in my brain that if shit ever hit the fan i don't believe in a zombie apocalypse i don't believe things are gonna hit the fan i don't believe i need to be prepared i just think what's it hurt for me to have these backpacks and kits together yeah and we just rotate food every so often you put new something in there you pull something out and you use it that week for your lunch or for your whatever it just, it just doesn't hurt i really don't think there's an impending problem but what? if there were a problem i know what friend's house i would get to why i would get to and what him and i would do together to get to the next place and what our ultimate goal would be um 
Just am, I, because, am, I, am I on that list anyway? Nope. Son of a bitch. <laughs> nope. I need to be more valuable. Know, right? yep. Oh shit, we that's going to make that's going to mean planning. <laughs> yep. I'm fucked. Yep. You're you're on my list cuz I know you're going to help me steal one of those planes and we'll get the hell exactly. out of here. Exactly. I want to be <laughs> I want to be on that plane. Have have fun on those clogged freeways. We're going to be sailing by in the otter. And Rabbit's going to let me jump out wherever we decide oh, to go. Maybe yeah. I need to put you on that on that list cuz you are the fastest way to where we're going. <laughs> You provide a pl- wait a minute. That's a huge value. Yeah, you know what? Too late. Add you to the list. I got yeah. I got Nick. I don't need you anymore. <laughs> Fine. You both are gonna starve together in that plane. I'm Enjoy not a it. planner, but I'm small. I don't eat very much, and <laughs> I'm strong for my size. Boom, boom. That's that's big. I like that. I'm strong for my size. <laughs> it's true. I, I have an excellent weight to their strength to weight ratio. <laughs> I love how we're like dipping this out right now. We're like, okay, shit's hitting the fan. I can entertain myself in the woods. I can get the the firewood for sure. Yeah. I can probably uh, kill a small animal. I'll bring it back. I can cook it. There we go. I can see Nick wrestling a raccoon. (laughs) You know I would win and get rabies. Both at the same time. You would come back so fucked up, but you would have this crotty thing by the tail, like flexing with one arm. We're eating tonight, bitches. We're eating tonight. Then I mean, it's the end of the world anyway. So rabies, whatever. I'm definitely not making it to see that vaccine. You had an epic camping trip recently. What? Who? I did. Montana, wasn't it? Oh, that one. <laughs> yeah that 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 was uh, that was fun. I uh, I took a plane, took all my camping's gear, and went up and saw my dad in Spokane. Mm-hmm. And uh, my plan was to spend a little time with dad. Dad's eighty two. Uh, I I really love my dad, and we talk on Marco Polo all the time. And but there's something between talking on Marco Polo all the time and being face-to-face and listening to the stories. And, you know, I've always wanted to do the rabbit hole where I'm doing interviews with people and getting their life story. And, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. I laugh for a different reason. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. No, it, it's probably not just because... This uh, episode subtitled, Welcome to the Rabbit Hole. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, for another trip down. Uh, enjoy another trip down the rabbit hole. And gotcha. close for you. It, I... I really wish I could make that happen, and I just I don't know how yet, so I'm lost. Anyway, what I did is I got my remember we were talking about well, just get your phone out and start recording in the conversations and what great conversations we've had where I just lay the phone down, let the record go. Well, I did that with my dad because my dad's a storyteller. He's 82. He's he's got stories and he tells the same stories over and over again and you get the oh my god not the same one all right i'm gonna listen smile and nod nod. oh yeah that's a that's a great story dad for the 15th time but yeah i love it (laughs) so i decided that what i wanted to do was go up there get my phone start set it up record it sit it on the table and go dad weren't you flying uh on a the 182 with a full load, you were going up real fast. What what was that? Oh, let me tell you, son. We we had a hill outside, and we got the wave, and we get in the wave, and you'd you know you turn the power off and still be climbing four thousand foot a minute, and blah 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 blah. And the same story that we we've all heard a, a jillion times. But now I've got it recorded. So if and if and when when my dad passes, I'll be able to go back and listen to those recordings. So that was plan A. Plan B was I wanted to 
get away from civilization. I wanted to go up in the mountains and get away from everybody. The the sounds, the city sounds, the the people sounds. I wanted to go where I could spend all day and I wouldn't see anybody. I could spend a couple of days. I wouldn't see anybody. And I went, well, he's in Spokane. Montana's right next to it. There's beautiful trees and mountains and it's summertime. Well, summerish time. It was uh, October, the very first of October. And as it turned out, it snowed. But it started out good. And got up and found out that I can live by myself in the wilderness. It was a test because I'd never done that before. I could go out into the wilderness somewhere and spend three, four days and live. I, I could live without... While sending 100 Marco Polos. And I did take a lot of Marco Polos, and when I got back to civilization, those Marco Polos would go out. And that was just mostly so... Uh, I enjoyed them. I watched them all. Yeah, I, I could save them for posterity. Yeah, It was cool to see. So that's why that's why that happened. And then go back and spend a couple more days with Dad and then fly back home. It was a great vacation. And I I got recordings of my dad and i found out that i could do something that i didn't know that i could for sure do i love what you said about recording your dad i've never thought of it that way and you've really inspired me and i hope a lot of people out there i i now plan the next time i see my dad to set my phone down and record conversations and ask him to tell me stories that i haven't heard in a while because i don't spend a lot of time around my dad i don't hear these stories and yeah and get stories from my childhood and get stories from his childhood and record them because when dad's gone to have that video recorder that audio recording of my dad telling a story do thank you. It's going to be mm-hmm. big. It's going to be oh, big, yeah. and it's so easy to save it now. Yeah, it's it can all be saved on the cloud, which let me. That's a nice segue into uh, the whole privacy issue. And I I've got Google Maps marks wherever I'm at all the time, <laughs> so I have a history of where I've been. And we've got uh, Facebook that is gathering all these data points on me that anybody could access at some point. I don't have kids. I'm not going to live forever. But if somebody wanted to find out about me, I would really like to find out about my great-grandfather on my dad's side. And there's no information. Nobody knows anything about because it's two generations down, three generations down. What about my great-great-great-great-grandfather from Germany? I don't even know who the hell that is. And there's a lot of genealogy that goes down. But right now, I can live forever because this recording... This podcast that we're doing, it's going to be it's going to be around for longer than I'm going to be around, and I'm going to save that recording. I'm going to pull it off, and I'm going to put it on the cloud, and I'm going to have a, a way to save that on some multiple places. And now my grandnieces and grandnephews and their children could go. We had a relative. His name was Rabbit. Yeah, you want to check it out? Here. I'm I'm talking to a uh, a girl right now through Facebook uh, dating that is in Syria, and she's a, a licensed practical nurse that's attached to a uh, an army unit, and we've gotten to the point now where we're starting to do the discovery phase of a, a relationship, 
And so we're asking questions of each other. And I said, well, if you really want to know about me, here's a link to the podcast. Oh, no. Nice. And if you send me a message and keep on talking to me, then After at that. least you'll know who the real me yeah, is. Yeah, that's, 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 re- that's really great. Of like, you know, I think anything that makes <laughs> me realize that people listen to this is a little bit terrifying for just the moment where I th- where I think about it of like man some person I don't might know. never meet <laughs> yeah. could have listened to all of these episodes and have a reasonable idea of who, who you are yeah who who we are as as people in this room and that is so weird to me and it's it used to be weird to me until I realized that it's in my it's my immortality mm. it, that's how I'm going to live into the future is people are going to be able to go to these podcasts this is what the third, fourth, mm-hmm. something like that for you. Yeah, third or fourth. I think yeah, it's your that's third. Really neat. I think it's your third visit. And and I, it's not the first time that I've done that. It's not the first time that I went. Well, you want to know who I am, so I don't have to go through the whole process, and you don't have to hear all my stories. Go listen to these podcasts on Gravity Lab. Mm-hmm. Have you been on Dean Show, Princess Fucking Pilot? No. I've, I've been two or three times on uh, Skydive Radio, yeah. but not Dean Show. You're, you're friends with him, aren't you? With uh, Dean? I don't think. I don't know. Okay. Dean Ritchie, he was the fucking pilot no. on Blue Skies Magazine. I, I know who you're talking about, yeah. but I don't think I ever was, no. Okay. Um, I think he, uh, he, he does his show remote. So uh, I was on his show, and we just did a Skype interview or a Zoom or whatever. Yeah. Um, it was a really, really good time. Yeah, so I was. Uh, if you, I thought you knew him, and if you knew him, I was shocked you hadn't been on a show. He's done some really fun interviews. Um, it is. It's weird. And and Nick, I think I get more of it than you do with people knowing us because I get a lot of the communication. I get some of the emails. Um, shout out to some of y'all who, uh, who, who man. I wish I could remember your name right now. Sorry, the dude who uh, won that Blue Aries that I hooked up on recently. Um, <laughs> uh, people, if you don't listen through the entire show, you never know what you're missing. And we had a couple of homies get hooked up with some uh, altimeters because they listened to the entire show. Congratulations. Nice. Um, but I, I, I used to get creeped out by it. And even before we did the podcast, like Jeremy Carnop, our rigor at Spaceland one day, watched me in the packing room have an interaction with a fellow. And a fellow said something to me about my house, said something to me about my life, just something to me, just, just talked about me very familiar. And when he went away, I'm like, oh, man, it's good to talk to you. Yeah, you have a great day, yada, yada. And he walked away and Jeremy said, you you have no fucking clue who he is. I'm like, none, zero, dude. Like, I was hoping you did, and I was about to ask you, do you know who he was? He's like, nope, I watched it the whole time. I knew you were wondering. It was creepy AF how much he knows about you. I'm like, yeah. And (laughs) if you know me, my Facebook life is not very public. I don't throw a huge presence of mine on Facebook. Mine mine either. And I got four accounts. Yeah. But yet he knew that, and it, it, it used to creep me out. And in those days, it creeped me out. But at this point, it became a compliment that people actually care enough to pay attention to what we're saying, that they actually like us enough to listen. And, and I, I do find it odd, man. Thank you, all you guys and gals who listen and pay fucking attention. But like, it's so weird to See, know. I don't think I'm creeped out in the way of like, uh, you know, when you, you think about a person that knows too much about you and that feels creepy. Like, I understand that thought. Okay. But that's just not how I feel. It's like uh, yeah, Rodney, it was you. You know my 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 memory's not great. Yeah, and so like even earlier when you said, oh yeah, I know that because I listened to it on the past podcast. Yeah, it's like sh- I don't remember ever having that conversation on the podcast. And then I started to think, man, what else have I said? Tattoos, <laughs> your tattoos. You you went on to a big long uh, story about uh, tattoos. 
Did and, you? And that's one of my least favorite conversations to have. Tats. Sick tats, bro. That you, hurt. You know. Sick tats. You Yo, know, that shit hurt, Don. Tribals. Do you sling ink? That, that's that's where it started. <laughs> I want to get one. I just don't know what I get. What's your name? Donji. Did How do you hurt? spell it? Danji? Donji. No. Where'd it come from? What's it mean? <laughs> How's it? Dude. Yeah. Uh, the day I told him my breakdown of dealing with my name, he's like, okay, I think you do understand the tat. That's, I, at this point, Steven calls me Donji. That I actually don't think Steven calls me DJ. Does Steven say my name? What's he tell you? He always refers to you as Donji. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I, I don't. Like one thing I've never liked about people calling me Donji is if you don't know me and all you've been introduced to me is DJ and you come up to me and speak to me in a way that you don't know me and act very familiar with me, that bothers me. Not that you're using my name, but you're acting so familiar with me and yeah. we still don't know each other. But any of my friends call me Donji. I, that's what my mom calls me all the time. She yeah. calls me DJ. Some I think. Dude, I'm calling you Don. I I haven't. I've called you DJ because I thought I was. Stepping over a line by calling you Don Gio. Oh, a thousand percent. You can call me whatever the fuck you want. There ain't yeah. nothing you, you you ain't nothing you could say wrong. No, no, I'm good with that, man. You're 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 fine. Okay. All right, cool. Um, um, it, it's it's just easier though for most people for me to say DJ because of Nick's conversation. Like, hey, what's your name, Donji? Oh, nice to meet you, Don. No, my name is Donji. It's yeah. not Don G. It's Donji. Oh, like, well, what, what is that? It's Japanese. Where did it come from? Well, my grandfather. What's it mean? Well, it means gang leader. I, for years, had no clue what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> does, does it mean gang leader? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Gang or group is, is yeah. Don. Don is gang or group and leader. Um, how appropriate. Yeah. So, <laughs> right? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> so here's the, the best part is how I learned my name meaning. So the Gravity Lab Radio jersey, the, the OG, the original version that we did, it had all our names on the back, Nick, DJ, Justin, um, and next to their names, it had producer, Mr. P, it had something else. And next to my name, Adam Buckner wanted to put El Jefe. And yeah. I was like, no, I don't like that. I don't want to walk around with El Jefe. I know it's a joke said that way, but I just don't want him for I'm a boss of anything. Right. Uh, for sure, this show is put together by me, but this is a group of homies hanging the fuck out. I don't want El Jefe. Uh -huh. So I decided on the front to go with El Wapo. Because <laughs> goddamn, I'm a good looking son of a bitch. <laughs> and on the <laughs> on the back i wanted my name in japanese so i know how to spell my name in one alphabet there's three alphabets i wanted to spell in a more formal version kanji yeah. and i found one of a million ways there's 20 ways i think to spell my name and it meant man child and i'm like money this <laughs> is gold like, actually that's more appropriate <laughs> for sure right for sure so i sent it to my mom and it, my mom if you don't know guys is 100 percent born and raised in japan she's a japanese woman she is five foot tall and speak up very funny uh you know like my english no mom i don't like your english <laughs> <laughs> she gets so mad I make fun of her accent. Debbie, tell her I did it again. <laughs> you're, you're in so much trouble. <laughs> she laughs. She's, I have her sense of humor. She she yeah. loves it. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, my mom goes, you don't want this. I said, why not? She goes, this is man child. I'm like, that's exactly why I want it. Right. She goes, no, you don't. I'm like, mom, this is what I'm using it for. She goes, okay, I get that. You don't want it because you're named after your grandfather. That's not how he spelled it. I'm like, well, okay, wait a minute. I want to spell it like grandfather. That that's a legit argument, man. Uh, yeah. Oji that, that my Oji This is how he spelled. Like, okay, mom's like, let me get back to you for it in a second, and I'll let you know. She gets back to me. She makes sure I get the proper spelling. Her and her sister confer, get it all together, and then I find out it means group or gang leader. Which back to El Jefe, on the back of my jersey in uh -huh. Japanese, it says my name Donji and my grandfather's 
lettering, uh-huh. and it means group leader, which is for Gravity Lab Radio, a good reference. Sure. So there's so much little bullshit behind that name. There's so much little bullshit about every jersey that you get. I I still go through with these jerseys. I'm I'm wearing a Gravity Lab Radio jersey. By Thank the way, you. So. I, and I find little subtle crap all over it. Yeah. Oh, the the um, uh, rating center jersey, especially. I, I can make shit out of those spots. There's only one thing in the spots. Only one thing. Uh, I no, there isn't. Yes, there is. No, you'd be surprised. No, no. There's only like intentionally one found. thing in the spots. Oh, okay, yeah. that'll go. That'll that. go for. Because I could agree with the uh, with the Horshack. Horshack. Do you know who no, they don't know. Welcome, Welcome back, Connor. <laughs> Another old guy reference. Thousand percent, dude. It was John Travolta's first gig, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, young, young John. Oh man, I love all you old skydivers who listen to this. That's Thank you funny. guys. <laughs> <laughs> man, are you looking up? Uh, Welcome yes, back, Kata. Yeah, yeah, Horshack. Mister Kata, Mister Kata, a little squeaky. Um, uh, I could b- believe you could see shit in that, but the only intentional ink blot there is actually the, mo- the Ford Mustang, Mustang and yeah. it's in a few different places. Yeah. Um, by the way, I am no longer selling Gravity Lab Radio or TRC jerseys. You're Done not. selling them. Why? Uh, because Option Studios will be selling our jerseys. You can buy them anytime you want. They're uh, not live on their website yet, but I just struck a deal with Adam uh, Buckner, Camila's his business manager. We just uh, uh, worked together. Um, it's just a lot of work, a lot of hassle. I want to open sales up inter- or, or, or nationally to, to sell anywhere, and it's it's a lot for me to manage. Um, so they're going to actually put them up on pullupcords.com on their website. You Sweet. can go straight to their website, buy jerseys straight from there. Um, everything is handled. Uh, so they're still going to be available. I'm just getting out of the selling them business. And, and these jerseys, I mean, every year these jerseys get – I didn't realize it was a damn – American flag on the sleeve till just now. America. Nice. America. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. It's a patriotic jersey, man. It, it's awesome. It, this, I love this jersey. In fact, I don't wear it very often because I don't want to spill something on it or accidentally rip it or get it sun faded. This is my special jersey. I wear this on special, special occasions. I would not worry about the sun fading thing. Have you noticed a fading issue with these? Man, I'm so... like I'm a spoiled little brat when it comes to... <laughs> Uh, option studios stuff and uh, yeah i'm hard on clothes like i just you know i it's all I, those I, ex- I exercise in those jerseys for real like, like i sweat in, in them i jump in them uh you know if i'm gonna do you know if i'm doing something that's dirty work that i had should have a nicer shirt on for i just pull those sleeves up and i keep on going wow and they all hold up so well i like they're all still so nice that i don't have a reason to treat them any better than i do because they just hold up but um, if if I only had one or two, I, I'm sure I'd be more careful. But yeah, I I'm, just have two. I have the rating center in this one, and and I yeah, that my other jerseys, my Spaceland jerseys, yeah, definitely. I'll I'll dive into the middle of an airplane with that. <laughs> dive into the middle of an airplane <laughs> engine. Oh, uh, I'm at sea. I, I thought you meant just like every Saturday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dive right well, that, that's true too. Now that I think about it. Hey, you got a sponsorship call? Because I got to go to the bathroom. Oh, we can always do something. We don't have a sponsor. We don't do a sponsor or ads in the middle of the show anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, we uh, used to? Yeah, we used to uh, throw yeah. them in here and there. I wanted them to be, uh, but it, it just broke. The, just go to the fucking bathroom, bro. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. What you been up to, Elsa? Oh, uh, you know, just doing my thing. Actually, I was sick. 
for like a week and a half. Like, did you? Were and you the vid? You were, you were not the vid. Not the vid. Okay. No. Yeah. Nope. I got tested, but I was like out of work. Like, I didn't go into work and mm-hmm. didn't, you know, social distance and all of that. And then now I'm better. I would be shocked if it was COVID, just because we interact enough personally that if you had COVID, I think you would. You're the kind of person who would tell people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Everyone would know yeah. for sure. Would you post it on <laughs> Facebook? <laughs> would you make a general post? Watch on Facebook? out, world! I got it. I don't think so because like I know who the people I've been interacting with. And so I would personally just reach out to those people and, you know, because like a couple of weekends ago before I got sick, I went climbing with a bunch of people. And so like that weekend I was like, <clears throat> oh crap, I was sick around these people. And so I told those people, I was like, hey, I'm sick now. I'm sick. Y'all should check yourselves before yeah. you wreck yourselves. Yeah. I don't know why I turned That's into Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Man, I, uh, I don't, oh God, that guy's a maniac. He, I, I never thought Mike Tyson would turn out to be such a reasonable, level-headed sounding person after he turned into the guy who bit off of Vander Holyfield's ear. Yeah, and then went through this crazy hippie weed phase. Super peaceful guy. <laughs> Gnarly tat on his face. Now back to fighting. <laughs> yeah, dude. And it's, it's, man, what a life these people have lived. It's just crazy. So, um, I forget where my brain went. Yeah, actually, I was just watching uh, SNL, oh. and um, they were had a skit about um, people getting, uh, you know, vaccinated. The first wave of, of vaccinations for COVID, and uh, OJ Simpson being one of them, and they totally like made fun of it because it was just like you, out of all of the other people, like all of the people that could, you know, you use this better than than OJ Simpson. Did OJ Simpson actually get the vaccine? Apparently, he actually well, got it. I guess he's still got that money. I mean, the money. It's all the money. It really is, man. Uh, while Rabbit's gone, I do want to mention a couple of things. Number one, Space, the Final Frontier. Uh, these, we are the Voyagers of the Starship Enterprise? No, this is the Voyages of Starship Enterprise. Space, the Final Frontier. This oh. is the poster and video theme I want for Gravity Lab Film Festival this year. Oh, yeah. I want to have a space theme for everything. I want to kind of get a little spacey with it. I like um, that. Because part, we have a space force now. As in, as in outer space? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as in space, dude. But does does Star Trek or Star Wars appeal to you more than the other? None of the... I don't care. It's going to be you and Adam uh, figuring out your spins, your versions on it. And I'll give you more direction as I feel it. (laughs) I'm going to tell you a video idea I've always wanted to make. Bring it. But no, it's not going to happen. And it's really stupid and totally inappropriate. I I promise you're not going to want to see this video. Well, now you have to say it. No, I can't say it on the show. 100% I will not say it on the show. Okay, I thought you were about to tell me right now. (laughs) No, I'll I'll, I'll tell you later. And you're going to be like, well, first of all, that's stupid. And I get why you didn't want to say it on the show. (laughs) Yeah. uh, it's please, like it's please, ten, say, please say it before ten, I leave. Ten seconds. Right. I'll, t- yeah, I'll tell you. Right, thanks, just, goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah, please. <don't. laughs> I'll tell you. It is I, on I the table. It. It's the last if film festival. Yeah. It's on. It's it's on the table for me. Okay. Um, I I really need people out there to let me know what they want. The film festival is more about the people than it is about everything else. COVID was a really weird year, so I think COVID really created a lot of limitations. And despite covid we had the normal turnout you would really think with covid we'd have less videos available with covid we'd have less attendees um huge thanks to next level wingsuit summit because they brought several attendees who brought several videos to the table so i think they're the reason we had our normal numbers if it wasn't for them the film festival was actually highly diminished this year yeah it's hard to know i mean what a weird year like Mm -hmm. every you know i don't think i saw a single event i mean we had plenty of events that went well 
like at the drop zone as a whole, but I don't I don't think there was a single event that felt totally normal, right? No. Like there's just extra extra hoops to jump through. Yeah. And you know, I think depending on how it feels, you know, this upcoming summer and where the world is with masks and vaccinations, and especially a year from that. So we're talking, okay, we're definitely going to do this October and another a year from this October, man, lots of stuff could happen between now and then. I, I don't think yeah. I don't think we should commit to do or not to do another film festival because it's like, man, what, what if even this year still feels weird, but out of the next uh, spring, hey, uh, you and I have both really well adjusted to our, you know, we've both undergone a lot of changes in the last year. Yee. And hopefully, oh my God, hopefully by that I feel a little <laughs> more adjusted to what's happening. And if, uh, yeah, if I'm not, yeah, you could probably talk me out of the film festival pretty easy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the thing that I like about the film festival is some, someone like Kate, Kate Potter. I love seeing her there. That she I'll do it for Kate. doesn't do a lot of uh, after hours stuff for sure. Yeah. And, you know, she's very much become a businesswoman in the, in the skydiving world. Like she's not involved with the fun jumpers. She, you know, she's not on the plane. Uh, she bought a house. Yeah, she's a grown up. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is great. <laughs> I hope to grow up when I grow up. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> You're not going to do either. No, it's not, never going to happen. Not you, man, child. Nope. <laughs> Arriba. Anyway, but for, for people, if, if it's that fun that someone who is, uh, you know, that far removed from that fun jumper scene still enjoys it that much, that that person says it's their favorite night of the year, it's like, man, all right. So that could inconvenience myself quite a bit for that. That's what I need. For me, there's not a huge inconvenience. As a matter of fact, I enjoy the film festival more than not. Um, and thankfully, we have gotten a lot of support over the last few years in, in, in throwing the film festival. So really, there's not a huge cost to me. Um, but I, 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 I need to know that people want it. I need to know that people are enjoying it as much as, as it could be. And I, I guess I say it really on the show because I do want to hear from the fans. I do want to hear from the people who are going to bring a video. Uh, I really want to hear from those people. That's really huge for me. And then I do want to hear from people like Kate Potter who say the film festival is a huge part of what we do. And then I need those people to reach out to their friends because, honestly, I want to see this this film Grow. festival to the next level. Yeah, uh, it, This blows my mind. Here are your numbers. We have had... Four film festivals. I have to count the posters. We have four <laughs> film festivals, right? Um, we have averaged 12 to 13 videos on every single one. Yeah. 80 people in attendance at every single one. I've actually stood back and approximate like it's been 70, 80, 90, right in that range. I've stood back and counted the numbers. I'm just curious. And the for me, the satisfaction of, I brought 80 people. No, the satisfaction of like, man, 80 of my friends hung out, got together, and had it. I love throwing a good party. Yeah. Uh, you've both, you've all been to my house for, for things like that. It's a good time. And I just, I want, I, I don't know. There's something about me that wants to take it to the next level. And I don't need to to continue it. I just need what to know that you enjoy What does the next level it. look like to you? What does that mean? Uh, man, I would like just, to get to the point. Just more people? Uh, I, no, more people would be wonderful, but I'd like to see more entries. I would like to get to the point that you and I, you and I have discussed the concern of having to cut entries if we get too many mm-hmm. because we have a limited amount of time. Um, and and I would love to get to the point where we actually have to consider cutting entries. I would really love to see people coming in from out of town to do this. And the biggest reason is I want people to come here, share our vibe, share our friends, share our family. How are you going to cut them? Well, can, can I tell you, I, I do think it's a mistake to have the deadline be on the same day as the film festival. I think it gives too many people too too. It's 
procrastinators. There's two, yeah, we're, we're these are skydivers, man. They're gonna wait till the last moment. So I think if we had the the even just a few days before the uh, before the film festival, hey, here's our deadline on a. Let's say the film festival is gonna be on. It's usually on a Saturday. Yep. So let's say the film festival deadline is on the, the Wednesday prior. I'm sure. I'm not even gonna say it, but we can. If if we had that much time, hey, we're gonna take it uh, more seriously. Hey, these are the prizes, and maybe I don't know. We've always done just a one one prize or one person who wins everything, right? Maybe if we spread it out, if someone said, "Oh, I can't, I can't beat Jimmy Win," but hell, I could beat whoever's gonna take second or third. Like to spread it out or, a little or bit have more. Categories. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. not a bad idea. Oh, I'm gonna go for the wingsuit category oh i'm gonna go for the base jet category mm-hmm. oh i'm gonna go for the funniest category i like funny i like that the categories i think it, so Drama. first of all i'm 100 percent there uh, i like the category idea right away i like the idea of multiple winners and appeal to more people because it gives people more inspiration to enter yeah um i would like to think of something like for oh first of all overall like this is just this is overall winner this is what we think is the best video for any given reason uh, from there, having uh, uh, what if we sold tickets? Technical class? They sell, I don't know. No, why would we sell tickets to raise money for a cash prize and to get a to try and get more people to show up? Because it's kind of a guess until everyone's there, right? But if I <laughs> if I got you to spend five dollars that was going to go towards a, a first place prize, popcorn and beer, and we got a hundred people to commit to doing it. I spent five dollars. Five dollars on it. Like, okay, how much does a movie ticket cost? We're entertaining people for longer than a whole movie. Uh, Mr. Sable, thank you. They're wonderful socks. Absolutely, those are, <laughs> be- those are beautiful socks and a fantastic change of subject. Uh, I, nice segue. <laughs> nice segue. No, uh, dude, man, they're my PD Argyle socks, and they are fucking dope. Um, thank you, PD. Uh, these were a gift from Performance Designs for helping with the. Uh, bullseye event um so no uh staying on topic christy west said shorter time limit no the time limit of five minutes to a video is actually very reasonable yeah um you can't get tons shorter not everybody even gets there um so um uh getting them in sooner is definitely something i think we should explore and talk about a little bit more um um my fear about getting a earlier deadline is losing out on a couple entries and honestly we're gonna take them anyway i didn't want to say it but you made Oh no! No! Oh, but uh, can we like, cut that out? I mean, if it's right. good, we edit that. If it's good enough, if someone rolls in with a banger, dude, like for real day of, someone comes with a, a video that gives somebody me, comes swinging a hog. I'm, dude, dude, yeah. I'm entering it. You, I, if, if, if it makes me cry or gives me the chills or really makes me want to jump out of an airplane, yeah, okay. yeah fuck it. We'll still take those last minute ones. Okay. I don't um, want. I don't want that to be the goal. If you got the majority of them sooner, then it would help you like organize them and yeah. We did. We every other year we've had time to watch them and try and. Uh, I remember that last year you guys were like, we didn't watch any of these. Yeah, we just didn't. we ran into the end of the day. I literally was working on editing my video that day. And you're I was like, I didn't shooting, even watch it before I shooting even. and editing. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I honestly didn't see the whole completed thing. And like I, I could have messed something up in that render that would have right. made me look like the real dummy. It's so unlike you to not have watched the whole thing before. Yeah, a dozen times, right? And, yeah. And picked. So the one that I posted that I ended up sharing was the one that I. I you you may have noticed I, I added a few things that weren't there on the on the film festival day, nice. uh, just because then I did have a chance to see it a few times. Be like, ah, oh, man, something's kind of missing right here. Whatever, whatever. Uh, 
But uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we ran out of time. Didn't we? Couldn't uh, we? Usually spend that time to organize it in a way that we think is going to be the optimal viewing experience for the audience. Right? That's a great way to say that. It really is. Yeah. But this this year we we're just so like, oh, well, so and so did one before, and it was kind of good. So let's move this here. Let's do that. Do that. So do that. what happened yeah. with the, like the deadline, or you just were like whatever? No, we were both super busy. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have the time together to sit down and watch the videos. Yeah. What we're really trying to do is take the energy of every video and and not take like three lower energy videos and oh, back to sure. back them. And some of those energy videos do really well it doesn't mean good or bad right so we're trying to balance the wave and and honestly we try to make the first video a high energy video because we want the crowd to get hyped mm -hmm. so if you're if we show your video first think of yourself as a crowd hyper you are the guy who's going to raise the, the roof right yeah, exactly you get the attention to get people so engaged. we we don't really have any negative reasons to place anybody but yeah. that first one is usually a, good, a huge like, compliment yeah I mean, you're you're our leadoff hitter, man. We we want people to come and go like, this is what I came for. So any one of you guys who've been shown first, if you've ever been disappointed by it, that's one of the biggest compliments we actually have for you. Nice. So I, I was thinking along the lines, if you want to get them in early, and you want showstoppers, put it on a point system. Go if you got it in five days early, you get five points right off the get go. Mm, incentivizing the early submission incentivizing the high energy incentivizing <laughs> whatever you want to but the crowd votes on the winner mm. that, that that that's something that you're going to be real like hard for me to lose with a handicap though right like you, you get a couple extra bonus points to like if uh if each vote if each uh vote you was a five point, extra votes you had five extra points yeah mm -hmm. how, how did you feel about this is okay you, is this interest anyone that we're talking about the, the film I, festival right no, now? No, no, I hate this shit. But you know, <laughs> you're not talking to me, so later. fuck off. All right, good job. Uh, how about totally how did you feel about the way voting happened at the film festival? Oh, we definitely need to change that. I need to. We need to update that. I'm positive we can. Like so, there's voting apps out there where you use some of them. They've been really difficult to use. I need a friend of mine who can help us develop an app. I just need a phone to only be able to vote once. Mm -hmm. um, create your username. It could vote be a once, text thing. It. it could be a text thing. Yeah, there's a lot of apps out there for it, but there. What about so sexting? Can it be sexting? Mm -hmm. uh, dude, mm -hmm. I get half a vote then. <laughs> <laughs> and and I would want multiple votes. Yeah, you just give your friends your numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I've given many women multiple <laughs> votes. <laughs> Wait, 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 are we still talking about skydiving? We're talking, yeah. we're, we're yeah, talking right? in one evening. <laughs> oh yeah, no, never. Oh no, no uh, I was like, say half of one over here, a quarter of one over there. Wait a couple of days. You thought about one last night. <laughs> I voted myself. Wait, wait. No, we're no. we're done. No, I, yeah, I can't, you can't vote for yourself. We already decided. Oh yeah, watch uh, this. Hang on. The app that we used the first year, I thought worked really well. The problem was just getting people to download it. Yes, right? it was. Yes, it was. I don't want to add stuff to my phone. Then delete it afterward. You know, so here's here's a solution to that. We're going to go with an app again this year. We'll have the app well ahead of time, and we'll start advertising the app a week ahead of time so you can download it and know ahead what the app is and instead of having to figure it out that night. Because I do remember 2017 app, and then wasn't it that like you could vote before the event or something no i i did have a freeze i could actually release you can't vote until i hit the i remember there being something where like oh you could preview the videos or like there was some difference 
I think you uh, need right, to care for how much you drink at the film festival. <laughs> no. so, can I vote on that? Mm. One of my favorite things is <laughs> at the film festival, I stand up at the front and welcome everybody to the show and thanks this last year to LBL Timbers for providing all this beer. And hey, some of you work in skydiving, so think about what you do tonight because you do have a lot of tanners to throw tomorrow. And the first film festival we did that night, some instructor got pulled over for a DUI. (laughs) (laughs) Steven and I laughed. Steven's like, dude, you gave them the coolest warning ever. You reminded your homies like the fact that that happened is funny because you helped a homie out and he still didn't listen. And super good friend of mine. A lot of respect for that person. Um, he fucked up and he owns it. Um, but fuck yeah. We're, we're talking skydivers. I mean, I've worn them all the time. Spring break, motherfucker. And still. <laughs> well, I'm going to say that I'm not ready to promise or not <clears throat> promise that this is the, the last year that we'll do the film festival. I'm not ready to promise it either. It's just but, on my brain. But I do think with you pointed out that, you know, 70 to 90 people have shown up to each one of these, and many of them probably listen to the show, and some of them will undoubtedly hear this episode. So if there were parts about the film festival that you really liked that maybe you'd like to see more of, reach out and let us know if there are parts of the film festival that you think we could make better or give another reason for people to show up or what we could do to incentivize people to get those videos earlier or to make more videos so we have more to show uh send us a message you know how to find us hey nick i i know you make some great videos i I watch i used to i i watch your stuff and you you have something nailed down have you thought about maybe putting on a seminar on how to create videos? I would do a whole podcast about it. We could do a two-hour podcast where anyone can ans- ask me any questions about making videos. I'd be happy to do that. Hey, that, hey there's my first rabbit hole episode uh, right there. Boom. Boom. So I'm, what I'm curious about doing and uh, considering is I'm about to uh, buy the or pay for the Creative Suite. I, just, I have reasons I need Adobe Creative Suite. Remind me about that later. Okay, I will. We'll talk about it. Absolutely understand. Um, I was, I'm going to install on this computer, which means I'm going to have Premiere on this computer, which is what you use. Yeah. Because we could actually have you drive, uh, I, I could help drive the show, we could help the conversation, but you could actually be using Premiere there and share the screen. The screen share, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, so we can actually product, produce Productus uh, super easily. This is very doable. How, very how much is Premiere? How much is, is... It's a subscription base. $52 a month for everything for the entire mm-hmm. creative suite. Or you can do like one for like 20 bucks yeah. a month. But I need at least three different products, so mm-hmm. 60 bucks versus 52 what, what I'm wondering isn't necessarily what you need, but what I would need in order to put together a video. If you're clever, you can get older versions of the program online for free. Mm-hmm. It's illegal, but it's easy. There are plenty of free editing software out there that is more than capable to produce anything you want. You don't need what he's using to produce a video that looks phenomenal. As a matter of fact, most people who have Nick's tools over edit because they're given too many tools where some of your more basic programs are simple and function and don't give you all this craziness and people tend to... Let's oh overdo God. it. You know what I'm going to have to do mm-hmm. is I'm going to have to get organized. Yeah. You're an Apple guy? No, you're and not an Apple guy. You're going to have all your ducks in a row. I, it's yeah. It's going to be weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, because I, I, uh, I relate. Yeah. You, know? you get an editing program, sort out. I'll pack my bug out bag in my... Uh, you know <laughs> yes, <what's funny? laughs> I know. We're all like sharing. Yeah, I but love it. Ever, ever since I'm like you. you. I, I'm not a preparer. Right. Yeah. 
yeah. Ever I since you it. mentioned your bag, DJ, all I can think about is, oh, what sort of food would I have in that bag? <laughs> and how long is it gonna how long is it gonna be before I've successfully snacked myself out of everything <laughs> that's in that bag? But man, I put those Chef Boyardee raviolis in there, son. Dude, it's I'm like, telling I'll just you, get one of them. Just the, just one. <laughs> the uh, uh, freeze dried food. Freeze dried, uh-huh. mm-hmm. freeze dried. Oh, yeah. freeze dried. Really freeze I thought you were saying free stride, like uh. this was a new <laughs> brand that I needed to know about. Oh, this uh, free stride. They make a fine line of dehydrated food and, and food stuff. And, and my, it's tasty too. <laughs> I lived on good free stride uh, products during my Montana survival trip. That's incredible, Rabbit. <laughs> Do go on about the, the, about I, I'm, free I'm, stride. I'm, I'm going to back. I'm, hold on. Okay. Hey, you know those freeze-dried food? That oh, yeah, I, I know that. that oh, yeah. yeah. Those are actually good. Hmm. I, I mean, I got them going, yeah, freeze-dried space food. Uh, yeah, no. They kind of remind me of cereal. Because you ought to try them again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I, uh, the the, the I mean, meals that, that are in there, yeah. they're high-caloric. They're light. They're easy to make, uh, kind of a boil in a bag thing. I I forgot all about because I started thinking. Well, let's see. I've got cans of soup and I've got uh, cans of vegetables and oh, I'm going to need a pot and a pan. You're going and now can you pack that all up? Oh crap! Can you carry it with you? Ah, oh, son of a wait a minute! I did that. I did that. And the food was actually really, really good. In fact, I may I may bring some down to the drop zone, if you uh, uh, why, if you want to check it out. Yeah, actually, I'm interested. I'm going on a backpacking trip, so totally. Okay, let yeah. me bring some. Yeah. When you see me at the drop zone, I'll have it in my office and. Totally. I I got the jet boil in there already. <gasps> why do you keep carrying jet boy with you? What did he do? Jet He's your boy. back pocket man. <laughs> or front pocket man. Hey baby. Hey baby. <laughs> How, so how many how many of these freeze dried meals do you, do you carry in your backpack? Like how how much food does that hold? Do you have food for a week in there easily? Yeah, I I brought enough food for uh, probably a week, seven days. I had seven days worth of food, and I probably ate three days worth of food because I, seven days worth of food is what twenty one meals, right? Breakfast, mm. lunch, and dinner. That's what I planned for. But you have breakfast and you're full till dinner. Mm-hmm. have dinner and then oh really i'm not that hungry in the morning so you end up with lunch and then you know so i was hardly eating anything because they're so and i was busy hiking and exploring and stuff but uh yeah the meals really filled me up so they're freeze-dried not dehydrated Correct. or is that the same thing no dried is different no okay. they're different dehydrated would be like uh, beef jerky okay or uh, dehydrated fruit. Because I have dehydrated meals, I, I think. But they're not freeze-dried, I guess. So maybe the cereal thing I was talking... I wasn't... I didn't know what uh, I was talking about. I didn't know what I was God, talking about. Yep. Don't talk about... I, now <laughs> I just want a big bowl of Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> Favorite cereal, Rabbit. What is it? Uh, it's been going on a while. Frosted shredded wheat. Mm. Amen. Thank mm. you. Frosted Preach shredded it. wheat. 100%. That's a good one. Always. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I've been into that Thank for you. my... Uh, it, that and almond milk, the vanilla almond milk on on uh, shrot, fr- frosted shredded wheat. Shrosted shredded wheat. Fr- 
I think I'm going to stop by Kroger on my way home and get cereal. See, if I'm going to have cereal, like I'm that I'm fully going off the rails. Like cereal is not in my approved foods list. Yeah. So like I'm going to put with the sugariest cereal Tastes I can like find ass. and I'm going to cover it with hot, dude, what? I don't know. I've heard people describe the sensation of something having too much sugar. I don't know what that's like. You don't know what that's like? No. There's a I get never like a encountered crazy it. headache. Nope. I don't oh care. My gosh. It tastes too <laughs> If I go to a restaurant right now and I order a soda, and let's be real, most restaurant soda is watered down compared to what you can get out of a can. Yeah, I'll drink half the soda and go, it's too sweet, it's too much sugar, See, I'm done. See, but I know I the, the moment anymore. that I order the soda, I'm fully embracing like, yeah, fuck me. Like, <laughs> in every physiological sense. But like, it starts tasting like ass to me is dude, my problem. No. See, that's the part I don't get. Like, I yeah. get the headache. I get the belly. Get I yeah. get the I get the upset. Care. Everything it puts me in a bad mood the next day. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, it, but he's I, embracing that. Yeah, that's okay. pa- that's part of it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah, this is going to be disgustingly sweet, like and that. it's so wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I will drink. <laughs> if you had a can of sweetened condensed milk, I will drink the whole thing. Wow. And feel nothing but I joy. feel like <laughs> vomiting based off of that. A can of sweetened condensed milk, you would drink the whole thing. Dude, I don't I, think I would like. Physically I'm bringing be you a can to. of that one day, <laughs> dude. I, I, I it, will, it won't be the first can that I've totally devoured. Top uh, then I won't bring you a can. I believe you. I, that just yeah. the idea of that makes me vomit. I don't know why. Well, maybe it's all of the I, words. I was at the store debating whether I was going to get a can of sweetened condensed milk to dip all of my donuts in, or if I was just going to do whole <laughs> milk because that seemed more sane. Wow. And the donuts. That I was trying to think. <laughs> I really have cut sweets out out of my diet. No sodas. The Frosted part of the the oh, so you just get regular mini wheats? No, that, that's oh, okay. my sugar. Oh, okay, okay. That, that, that's yeah. probably the only sugar in my house that oh, I use. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And now when I get a can of Coke, and I drink that, I'm like, I get, I get that <laughs> until I do. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to drink this. I'm not going to feel guilty. I'm going to enjoy it. Pop that sucker. Wow. Yeah, it's good. It's awesome. <laughs> But I know it's tearing me up inside. Oh, yeah. That's how... Hey, you do this too much, you get diabetes and ass cancer and you die. Yeah. Like, I get that. (laughs) That's why I don't do it every day. (laughs) Diabetes and and ass ass cancer. But when I... Sugary cereal was an option. (laughs) When sugary cereal was an option, I was still of chose shredded frosted shredded min, uh, mini you know what i'm trying to say yes, those words yep. yep um so that's not like a compromise to sweet cereal when i liked cereal that very quickly became my always favorite i think it partially dad ate that cereal a lot as a kid so just something my I'd, dad too yeah. Uh, yeah the big chunk you know the, the big ones yeah, the, yeah the big ones like that oh the one gosh. that's a bowl by itself yes. yeah that you can't get anymore yeah or i can't find no it. I, th- I think you still can but I think they're super. Oh my god! Rare. My dad did yeah. that too. I think my brother-in-law might have had one recently, like a a, a loaf of shredded wheat for breakfast uh, the other morning. Yeah. 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 Now I'm super curious, dude. <laughs> I've got to look so up. Weird. <laughs> you got to look up. Why did all of our dads eat these brick. giant bricks? <laughs> <laughs> no, my no, dad well, didn't you, eat you the bricks. Break it up. Oh, okay. So yeah, my dad was just like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's how he broke it up, <laughs> yeah. but. So oh yeah. Yeah, no, they still sell the uh, big biscuits. They do. Yeah. Oh God, I may have to. The big biscuits. Amazon. I can probably get it on Amazon, right? Yeah. Dude, everything's on Amazon. Yeah. Oh, everything's yeah. on Amazon. And you'll get it tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Oh, so like yeah. really, like I got old English furniture polish the next day on Amazon. Have for you three bucks? Yeah. I needed wood furniture polish. So well, it's not like we don't have two 
big, huge, freaking warehouses within 20 miles of us. Dude, less than two miles from my house, there's an Amazon DC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right down off of uh, Highway 6 and Fort Bend Highway, five miles from my house. There's another DC. Another one. Yeah. Huge one. Taking over the world, man. Watch out. I'd say Jeff Bezos, but he stepped down and some other dude's stepping. Hey, dude, crypto. I bought me some Bitcoin. Oh, let's talk about crypto. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Dude, so first, so what, was, what was the straw that broke the camel's back that inspired you to buy some Bitcoin? You bought some? Yeah, but I, I bought some. I, I bought like a sliver of a Bitcoin because right. a Bitcoin is worth about $36,000 right now. Um, so years ago, first of all, I'll, I'll go all the way back to a guy named Nigel Evans, who was a packer here. Do you remember Nigel? Nigel, yeah. I remember Nigel taking uh, Bitcoin as payment and advertising, and very few people paid him in Bitcoin. But at the time, if I remember correctly, and I'm positive of this next statement, Nigel was taking dollar for dollar Bitcoin payment. And those who were willing to pay him thought they were getting away with something, and they were. So let's just say, Nate, Nigel, let's just say one person, just one person paid yeah. him in Bitcoin at $5 a pack job. Five times 36000 Nigel might retire soon because I know more than one person paid him. So I've watched it from that day. That's when I first heard about it when it was dollar to dollar or something like that or less. It was, I think it was less, and he took dollar for dollar to be generous. Yeah. Um, and I've watched it blow up, and I just kind of let it be, let it whatever. And then this whole Reddit, uh, AMC, uh, GameStop, uh, let's blow up Wall Street. So all you Occupy Wall Street 1% bullshitters, you can get fucked. Yeah. The nerds showed you how to fuck it up. Right. The geeks and the nerds got it done on Reddit. A bunch of gamer nerds getting it done. But so they, they boosted all these stocks and Dogecoin. You know what Dogecoin is, right? And if you don't know what Dogecoin is, people, it's a fictitious currency. It was made up as a joke. Look it up. They're very open about it. Elon uh, Musk. Well, not Elon. So some that. buddies that I game with uh, got into Doge and it was up like Dude, dude made a couple thousand dollars, and we were gaming all night, uh, very recently. And as they kept talking and talking, I'm watching the, the crypto market on my computer as we're gaming. I'm like, man, this is just crazy. And I listen to this giant swing. You and I have been talking lately about it. We've talked to some mutual friends. Neil was one of them. Uh, blah blah blah. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. I have a hundred dollars to throw away. I'm going to throw a hundred dollars yeah. in crypto. I'm going to throw it away. And I have I, I, I have not I have, I only paid for it today just because when I tried to buy the stock the app I was using needed to uh, approve and do whatever it took them days to to approve my account. Um, so I bought it. I bought it in today's low. Luckily, I just happened to see what today's low was. I just got it in that in that time frame, and I don't plan on looking at it again. I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm done. Um, if I lose a hundred dollars, fuck it. I lost a hundred dollars, but. There I'm, are I'm into it for about ten grand. Yeah, there are people who are saying a uh, hundred grand or more at the end of this year, and it's potentially yep. there. And and I can believe it. What, what's funny is Chris Grigsby uh, bought one coin, fifteen thousand dollars, when it was fifteen thousand. What four months ago? Yeah. And now it's what did you say it was thirty six, thirty eight thousand yeah. dollars now. So he's doubled his money in months. Four months. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I really so what ended up breaking the back was watching all these things and watching what hyped it up and the things that hyped it is not Elon for Doge Doge was its its own was a Reddit thing or other things, but then also Elon did you see he changed on Twitter his description to hashtag Bitcoin, and 
Bitcoin and Elon had a meeting and the guys from Bitcoin like, well, I can't discuss or like they're they very like, yes, we had a meeting and can't talk about it. Yeah. And when somebody like Elon with the buying power that he has is investing, apparently investing, we don't know this, into Bitcoin, man, th this guy's doing a lot financially with his future. Yeah. And there are even rumors that people believe Tesla, uh, the online store, whatever store you can buy your apps for for your Tesla car, yeah. are going to potentially be accepting Bitcoin in the future. The reality of this currency is becoming stronger and stronger the usability of this currency is is growing exponentially and then you get that big heavy financial hitter a guy who who came up with paypal a guy who has solar city uh spacex tesla and all these other bullshit things he does Man. Neuralink. yeah that's it. yeah yeah I'm, I'm gonna follow that nerd that that's the kind of nerd i'm gonna get behind yeah i've so. been i've been watching him for a while well you know i want to get i'm I got an order in for a Cybertruck. Yes, you do, yeah. And for a Tron truck. Talking about <clears throat> delayed gratification, it's going to be another probably year from now that I get it. And I was in, I was in the first 50,000 reservations. <laughs> I haven't been in one, obviously, yet, but it's just so fucking fast. Have you ridden in a Tesla? No. <clears throat> it's lightning fast. Dude, it's crazy, stupid fast. Frank Chance, a buddy of ours at the Dropsman, has a Tesla, and I like fast cars. I've been in some seven, eight hundred horsepower Mustangs. Yep. Um, I've been in some supercars. I've been in uh, souped-up vets. I've been in a lot of other shit that goes fast. And he stomped on this cast of this electric car, and I get like giggled. I giggle like, <laughs> and, and he let off, and he kept doing. It. He goes, "The best part is, is you giggle like a fucking child." I'm like, dude, I yeah. love. All of power, uh, energy, motion, but then they get all this power and literally pin to my seat harder than my car can pin me to my seat yeah. with no noise. Like, what, dude, it's like some magic power. It's, it's called the Tesla smile. Yeah, it, dude. There's a, you could look and there's probably a hashtag Tesla smile. Got to be. And it shows people doing this. But, and, and what I'm doing is I'm accelerating into my chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been to pin to my seat in many cars, and I've just never had the same experience. And I think it's just the silence attack of it. Yeah, there's no extra noise. You hear his pedal hit the floor because it's so quiet. You hear his pedal hit the floor, and you're pinned to the seat. You're like, dude, some magical being just shoved me into the seat, and it's pinning me back to it. A mage hand. Um, it, it's funny, Katie. Uh, when I was dating Katie for my birthday, she bought me a day on a in a Tesla Model S, and because I wanted to get a Tesla and I was, you know, had a hard on for it. And so she goes, well, here, I'll rent you one for a day. The thing that caught my, after I got the Tesla giggle, was the instant acceleration. So if you're doing 40, for example, 40 to 60 is a half a second. There is no wind up of the engine. There's no wind up of the anything. It's you put your foot down and you're going. So going around a car... You know, uh, you have to plan it because you, you're going to have to accelerate and then you accelerate up to the car and you try to time it with the other car that's going in the opposite direction because you only got a little bit of area and then you've got that speed and then you go around the car and then you come in the other side, you back off a little bit. With Tesla, you just sit behind it. And as soon as that car goes, you punch it <clears> and you're you're already, there's, it's work on acceleration. Demand. It's awesome. It's yeah. If you haven't driven a, set, a Tesla before, for God's sakes, borrow somebody's. Was this before you had uh, pre-ordered the truck? No, after. Okay. 
I had never driven a Tesla prior to pre-ordering my truck. But I thought the truck looked so different. And I've really been... I, I grew up... Uh, I grew up in an age where the cars were distinctive. You knew what a Ford looked like. You knew what a Chevy looked like. You could look at a car. You knew what a Mustang looked like. But now all the cars look alike. I mean, you really have to look at the emblem on the back or the front to find out what kind of car it is. And then you have to read the little emblem on the side to tell you what kind of model it is. Do you think that's completely true, or is that? Do you think that's with your lack of touch of modern styling? Probably totally. The second one, my lack of yeah. touch of modern styling, because I've pulled that uh, trick before on somebody who knew cars. You probably, yeah. for example, could go, "Well, that one's a, a Nissan, but that one's a Toyota," and to me, the body styles look so similarly close that. I have to get close enough to read the label to find out what it is. Uh, a Dodge Ram, I mean, a, a Ram pickup truck is pretty distinctive. It's got the big square hood on the front, so you can get away with that. But uh, sometimes the F-150 and the Silverado... Look are, nothing alike. Uh, well... <laughs> no, I, I'm... I'm th- similar. Yeah. Well, they definitely don't look like a Tesla truck. No, fuck no. Not even close. In fact, nothing does. Yeah. When when you, I drive that truck, you know what it does look like though. The Tron truck. <laughs> Do you guys watch Black Mirror? Nope. Yeah. Um, there's that robot dog in that one. Yeah. It kind of looks like the robot. Dog. The robot. Fucking robots. <laughs> Did you see that da- the the robot dancing video? Elon Musk. Uh, speaking of him, also uh, shared yeah. it. Yes. It's the Boston Dynamics uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. company. I it's thought one hundred percent that that was CGI. Right. But have you seen this video? It's recent, right? It's pretty yeah. recent. I have yeah. not seen this think, one. Uh, oh. I've seen I've seen it out there. I've not seen it. Yeah. Oh, he's just pulling it up. Yeah, yeah, man. God I, bless us. I, yeah. I don't think we can it. share it. But you can't uh, share it, but she can play it for me. So y'all on the internet, no, I have not seen this one. I have. It's I it, bizarre. It, it looks fake. If, if you get a chance, uh, do do a search for Boston Dynamics and pull up the dancing robots. It's on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. It's right in and front of me. It's amazing well, what they've done with robotics lately. <clears throat> oh, yeah, it's true. It's amazing. And you're right. Right there. CG, CGI. It's How he balances and everything. It's just like, we, whoa. You're sharing a link on this to the... Uh, oh, uh, I can do that. Yeah, yeah, please, please do. Do right, man. Do, you know what makes me fucking pissed off? What's that? Robots got more rhythm than I do, motherfucker. <laughs> because Fuck. it was programmed. <laughs> yeah. I'm Asian. I'm like a robot. I'm programmed. Don't Fuck. worry. Elon's working on Neuralink. And, and he was balancing can... on one leg. Dude, look at look at them hops, man. Yeah. Look, do the running man. Right. Do the robot. <laughs> oh, oh, why didn't they do that? Dude, do the twist. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. And there goes the dog. Yeah. Dude, it's so amazing. But I watched. Look, this look is... at this shit, dude. <laughs> Fucking America's got talent. I can't like even even knowing that this is real. That this no. isn't computer generated. I still doubt it. <laughs> right? It gets like more it, and unless, more. Unless I was standing in that. I'd have to stand in that room and see it to actually believe that. It's the, so you know what's really funny? What's the name? Do, does that say, do you what me? Do you love me? Do oh, you, it's probably. That, it's that's like, the song. song. No, do you love me? And what's the name of the channel? 
Oh, Boston Dynamics. Boston Dynamics, Do You Love Me? That's what you're looking for on the YouTube, guys, if you're just having to pull over in your car and search us because you <laughs> should not be on your fucking phone while you're on your car. Oh. Asian drivers, no survivors. I'm Asian. I can say it. It's not racist. <laughs> Go puck yourself. <laughs> you laugh. You're racist, motherfucker. That's not right. Oh, I am totally racist. All right, I, man. I, okay. I'm not going to lie. Okay, here's the robot dog from Black Mirror. Holy uh, shit. Shnikes. Shnikes. I I gotta go look. Hold on. Cybertruck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cybertruck. Black Mirror. Robot dog. That looks looks like it. So, Rabbit and I recently had this conversation. I don't want to dive in this conversation. Rabbit, uh, hold your tongue a little bit. Let let, let him get involved. Okay, no worries. Um, The future of self-driving cars is definitely here. I've, uh, Rabbit's car impressed me when I was in it because I've been in a car with lane assist before, but never as strong as yours. Yeah. And I'd never been in a car with adaptive cruise control yet till yours. Yeah. And it was super cool. Th- this car, is on the, the Subaru? The yes. Subaru. Okay. So, I mean, basically, him and I were going out to, to have ramen together one day, and we got on the freeway, and he's telling me about this. I'm like, well, like, how much? And we drove, I think, a mile by itself. Yeah, I took my hands off the wheel and let it lane assist itself. Yeah. And it was super amazing. It blew my mind. And then I rode with Frank and his Tesla and like, no, you're, that's, that's a driving car. And it blew my mind. And he's like, no, watch this, bro. I want to go around this guy. Blinker. And now his adaptive cruise control was set to go 65. The guy in front was going 85. It went to 85 with him. Blinker. The blinker changed the lane for the car when it was clear. Sped up to what I wanted. And he used the blinker to change lanes again. He just used the blinker to tell where to go. That's the adaptive cruise control for the Tesla. Not even the full self-driving. Yeah, and and that was an early version of Tesla, not the current. The current's right. way better. So the future of self-driving cars is here. What do you think the future of driving is? Well, I mean, I think it will definitely become safer as it becomes, uh, you know, as more parts of it, you know, get more technology. Like right now, the roads don't talk to the cars, right? And the cars don't talk to each other. And so when all of those things exist, I think 100% it's going to be a much safer place to be uh, on the road than it is now. But I think that we're kind of in this weird phase where there's a chance that some of the technology just isn't there yet. That the scenarios that are going to cause fatalities, we haven't experienced all of them because there are a limited number of vehicles out there that are capable of these things. And crazy freak things have not, uh, you know, not every crazy thing that can happen has happened yet. But... uh, as soon as everyone's cars talk to each other, hey, my car knows because the sensors in every other car down the road, hey, I'm going to have to slow down in however many feet or miles or whatever. That makes me feel super safe. You think that's what it's going to take is for car, individual cars to be able to talk to each other in order to uh, achieve that level of safety? I don't think that's what it's going to take, but I think that that's where it's going to go. I think that that's it's prob- probably safer. It's probably safe. Before that, like if you weighed out uh, what's safer, your average person, like averaging that some people are texting, some people are drunk, some people, thank you, some people are shitty drivers. Like if you, I don't think it'll take long for a vehicle to be as capable as your average human driver. I don't think that's that far off. But I think to make it uh, sufficiently safer, yeah, I do think that they're going to have to put a lot more uh, more sensors in more places to collect more information. And now once all of those cars are talking to, to each other, then... Uh, Take away the steering wheel? I, I don't know. Maybe. You could, get, you could get me to think that, yeah. But that would... Uh, I think 16-year-old me and 35-year-old me would have two different answers to that question. Sure. 
But if you're asking me what I think is the safest for your common highways, like, yeah, let the car drive me there, and I'll work on whatever thing I would would work on when I arrive to my destination. I'll just do that in the car. Sure. A percentage of computers will crash, and it will be less than the percentage of humans to, who crash. Yes. Not trying to be silly with that. Yeah. So, first of all, as a group, I think we can agree to this next statement. Okay. Self-driving cars in the future is near and coming. And it will start with self-driving lanes or designated areas. This yep. lane, this this toll, whatever. How soon before we see designated self-driving? You know, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah like total, areas. Total areas. Yeah. Thank you. Easy words. So I think there's already a, a, a highway. Yeah. A highway oh, and, and, in and the TV. And the TV. What? Oh yeah. <laughs> do your job woman you have one job i don't usually put it on myself um so i actually heard that there's a um or at least they're like experimenting with it that there's a highway in california that they're doing like it's magnetics like how a roller coaster goes so you can just like, pull over into this one highway and then you can just go super fast like hundreds yeah. of miles per hour i wonder so I left California in, in 2001. It was like the late 90s. They were already testing self-driving cars yep. on I-15. You know where I'm, you know where I'm going? Yep, yep. Uh, they even it made national news where it had a string of like eight cars with everybody hanging out the window with their hands out the that's window. That's probably what I'm saying. Um, and that's from the very late 90s. And that's the technology they were talking about then. Okay. This conversation, and I don't know for sure what you're saying is that, well, but that's exactly thinking, what that was. What I'm thinking is that like that designated part of the highway will be what teslas get into kind of right? like this toll road we have here between here and houston the new like designated toll road mm-hmm. yeah um I, I i definitely believe we're i, I think the infrastructure and te- the infrastructure in society will be helpful as nick talks about with roadways and, and whatnot but the cars are getting so smart that not even having to communicate with each other is, is i think where you're gone that they're going to be themselves how soon do we see these self-driving lanes mm-hmm. nick anybody yeah. About five years or less. Yeah. Uh, now, Rabbit, I, I asked Rabbit to speak last because he's <laughs> the most educated on this topic in the room. Like, I know everything. Rabbit is really like dove into this like full bore. He's I, in I, the I, I watch a lot of uh, a lot of YouTube videos. Ratsa. 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 A lot of videos. And uh, some really smart people are um, diving into the self-driving car. Uh, including Elon. Elon is is talking about how it's developing and how quickly it's developing and uh, where it's going and what needs to be done. And a lot of what's going to have to happen to make that five-year reality is uh, regulation is going to have to change and roadways are going to have to change. So in order to be able to do that, instead of going... All right, self-driving cars are now on. Boom. The beta test is over and self-driving cars will work and you can take them wherever you want to go. That's probably going to be a little while. So it's going to have to play into it. So instead of uh, just turning on the switch like that, let's turn uh, Sugarland into a self-driving community. So when you go into Sugarland... Uh, or even Rocheron, or let's take any any small community. We're going to make all of our roads to where your self-driving car is going to work. And when you go in, you can hit full self-driving and and be able to maneuver around with other cars. Okay, I was going to ask that. I was like, well, what about the person who who you know doesn't have a smart car? Correct. Cool. 
the the other side of it is designated lanes for self-driving cars like hov lanes happen now Mm -hmm. like bus lanes happen now to where they're dedicated to those particular lanes other cars can use those lanes but they are already set up to be uh friendly to self-driving cars what needs to be designated to be friendly or what what does the road need line something for the computer to be able to something for the video to to be able to see that it's actually a road that has an edge and an edge mm-hmm. and a center. Yeah. You remember okay. driving on 288 when they were mid-construction? And it was And crazy. some of the lines before they did this bit of construction, and it's like, oh, shit, which ones do I follow? I see. Yeah, you probably don't want the car making that guess. I see. Yeah, but yeah. the full self-driving now is getting to where it can even drive on that. Hmm. When you self-drive... predictive or something. Yeah, when we were doing lane assist on our way to... to lunch that day there yeah. were some discrepancies with lines even then because you know Tweety's been in construction for five years um, and it managed all of it that we were in and yeah. that's where I was I wasn't sketched out like I was worried because Rabbit was there we didn't have crazy traffic around us but I was like is this really this ain't gonna work this ain't and it fucking the same work. lane like my amazement and bewilderment to see how well his not very smart car at all your car is compared to mine smart because I have none of that technology but it's dumb yeah. Yeah. compared to a Tesla or something else and mine's a 2016 so yeah. that's what Five years now, that's five-year-old technology, and it's gotten nothing but better. When Elon was talking about his self-driving car, he says the number one priority is don't get in an accident. Mm -hmm. So now we're starting to see videos where the guy's full self-driving, deer runs out in front of him. Mm -hmm. And the car knows which way the deer is going, is calculated where it's going to go next, and makes the the dodge to the correct side. That's awesome. See, that's what I like about about computers in this situation is they're they're measured mm-hmm. correct there's no emotion involved there's no like my awareness is like i can only look at you or i can look at elsa or i can look at dj like in this room i can't look all three of those places at i the have same a buddy time. who can <laughs> well i'm not blessed with a beautiful lazy eye unfortunately <laughs> oh that's what you meant <laughs> yeah okay. he's being an yeah. asshole <laughs> but the car can do that the car can see hey where Everything. i'm headed down the road yeah. it can have as many sensors as you can build onto the car yeah. and it doesn't and go that's measuring information it's like yeah. i can look at the desk and guess the dimensions right i can say oh well i know what six feet looks like let me guess but it knows the, exactly the robot knows exactly yeah. and it reads the the momentum of the of the of the deer or whatever the other whatever the object is and makes a calculated decision, not an emotional decision about which way to go. The other half of it is is there, it's AI-driven, which means it's learning from the decisions and pictures that have come in. And they've got billions of miles worth of video that came off of those cars that get <coughs> sent to the server, get sent to the AI. So the AI is learning how to get, do this better and better. And when it starts making mistakes, you change the code, and and then robots take over the world. I was going to say, AI freaks the crap out of me. Yeah. No, you know what? Cars freak the crap out of horse horse people that drove horses. That's true. <laughs> no, Square but AI, the crap out of some AI people. I, I wish you would have left that at horse learning. people. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Horse, horse people. <laughs> that just sounds like a statement I could get behind. AI, or, you know, AI scares the shit out of horse people. That's a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. Little centaurs just new, walking new, new around. technology is always scary to people. But if well, you, so what AI freaks me out is because AI can learn from itself. It can learn how it just is constantly learning by itself yeah. and so how can you control that 
You should can, we control it? You, you control that in the in the programming. So when but you're talking if, about, if you're talking about an AI learning how to drive a car correctly, it's mm-hmm. not going to learn how to build a rocket and and start taking out humanity. It's but, not going to go. You know, it'd be a whole lot nicer and safer if I could fly, uh, if I could drive my car and kill everybody I could find. <laughs> The, yeah. the AI is not going to go that direction, For right? Sure. It's going to go wherever you program it to go. But if we put go. AI in in vehicles, then we're going to start putting AI in other things. Sure, and sure. So. And you're going to build nuclear weapons. Right, right. And what happens when that AI becomes that aware, creepy-ass movie that says, humanity is only destroying itself, so the best thing I can do to protect all of this is to destroy humanity and survive as AI. Isn't yeah, that well, totally if, if you think about it, it yeah. if, if the AI is thinking on a level that is high as or higher than what we can think, maybe the AI's got a good point. Mm-hmm. Maybe the AI is faulty and wrong, and there's there, there's flaws in its programming and thinking. Like it, it, it scares me. And yeah, we're talking about the, a weird movie concept that could come true, but nobody believed The Simpsons when they said Donald Trump will be president. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the Simpsons are crazy. Um, they, <laughs> yeah. they predict so much weird shit. Just I, I don't know if it's a joke or not. It's but I the definitely weird is just wor- weird. Yeah, the world is weird. It's there's so many things that are going on in our world today that were predicted by some weird book or some weird movie or some weird story many, many years ago. And everybody goes like, ha ha, it's not going to be like that. But it's become more and more like that um, in, in weird or various ways, none, ne- none necessarily to the degree of, of a movie. But, yeah, you know, we- so if it gets to that point, why can't we turn it off? Is the AI going to go? It gets too I'm, I'm going to figure out how it not cannot turn, turn me off. Yep. Exactly. Uh, aren't you going to be able to turn it off before it figures that out? I don't know. Before it gets nefarious? I don't know. Wait, so you've never seen Black Mirror? I think you should start it, watching uh, Black that, Mirror. That show yeah. gives me legit panic attacks. Yes, because all of those things could li- literally happen. Anything that is in your mind could can literally happen. Yeah. I everything. Am, oh, my God. I'm getting laid tomorrow. It, <laughs> if it's in your mind, you can make that happen. You can yes. get laid. Watch out, Just baby. Here it comes. energy out there, you know? Just I got to put energy, energy into it? Wait a minute. Hold on yeah. a second. It's like, you know, like good vibes. Yeah, anything, kind of energy. anything you can think of could come true, but, I mean, there's a limitation to that. Some are more realistic than others, right? Yeah. Um, it's just a tool, just like any other tool. Yeah. yeah. But, right, I just, we need to be careful on what, how to use the AI and where to put it and how, you know, because I so feel when like we split the atom and we could actually create a clean energy mm-hmm. or we can create a bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we did both. I mean, uh oh, Every, everything is everything is a tool and AI included. Nick is a tool. <laughs> Truth. Nick's being a tool. No, I said I hold it long enough. No, I don't. Th- I don't know if you realize that you were puckering your lips. I was and, kissing the microphone and caressing the microphone. And yes, really, I did. Okay. Yes, I did. I was trying to catch that on video before you noticed, but you noticed. Yeah. No, I I, I do it all the time, and part of it is my mustache no, is overgrown right now, uh-huh. and so I'm getting them. <laughs> do that. And then when I do this, the hair sticks. I mean, I know we all we both. We're gonna clean this it. shit later, right? We, we both definitely do the what DJ is doing right now a lot, but I it was the first time I actually heard him go and start, start moving his mouth. Like, please, if you're listening to the podcast, rewind like 45 seconds and tell me if you hear the moment where he kind of goes. 
And then you hear, and then you hear, I had an intimate <laughs> moment with my microphone. Yeah, yeah, I heard it, and I wanted <laughs> to. Really it was right after the "I'm gonna get laid." Hey, baby, <laughs> how you doing? Exactly, that's what I was thinking about. Uh, hold on one second, girl. Man, I'm jealous. You guys all have <laughs> mustaches that can. Yours is coming in pretty good, girl. <laughs> <Is> oh, <it? laughs> thanks. It'll be another like decade. Just, I don't know if waxing it makes it come in thicker or not, but. Mm. Whatever. I'm glad you can see it over there. Are you, are, you, are you waxing it? Yeah, well, I was. I used to. Yeah, and not anymore? Mm-mm. You're just going to let it grow? You know, hippie girl. So, uh, yeah. There you go. You get, <laughs> doing the... Yeah, yeah uh, all, uh, all of it. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you didn't notice that stuff leaking out her shirt, yo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was just waiting <laughs> to see where we were going to go with that, but... So Don't listen to these oppressive chauvinists. You do whatever you want, Elsa. You're know. a strong, independent woman. I mean, if you want hairy armpits, you rock those hairy armpits. I, I saw somebody. Uh, I saw uh, somebody on Facebook had a picture with a mask on, as a dude with a super heavy beard, and the comment was, "COVID with uh, or bearded men with masks like the beginning of a '70s porn." <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's messed up, dude. I'm so it's, sorry, but it's. We, we, we've digressed into this now. <laughs> so back to the self-driving cars. Okay, yep. First of all, I w- would love to have a self-driving car. I would love to have an electric car. I would love to be able to just exist in those. To me, th- they would be fun to have. So I kind of like driving, though. But do you still want to drive? Not saying you have a choice either. I'm not. Right. Th- there's, there's not a hard line. Would you still want to drive? Yes. Yeah, I like driving. It's like a puzzle and there's like there's a flow and I like being like super efficient and do, you know. do, do you ever text while you're driving? Here and there, but most do, do you talk on the phone while you're driving? Yeah. What if you could do that and not get in an accident? Oh, for sure. I talk to text first of all. But um but what if, what if you could <laughs> you could work in your car while you were going to work? That would suck. I wouldn't want to work and then <laughs> get to work and then work and you know like there's like it's like ser- therapeutic. What if you for wanted me. to listen to this podcast? I do. And that. ease back with your eyes closed while you're going to the grocery store. Okay, so there would be times like if I was driving to Austin and I just wanted to sleep on the way there, whatever you know, then yeah, that'd be cool. But majority of the time, I I like driving. I I love driving too, yeah. but I let's face it, I'm not that great a driver. I'm red with them. And if I, could, <laughs> I agree. if I could get to my destination without dying because somebody else could drive better than me, would I ride in the back? What I what I don't like is like I think I'm a pretty good driver. I don't know about the people around me though. You know what I mean? So that would well, be if cool. I had a car that watched out for the people that are around me mm-hmm. and kept That's me safe. Cool. I'm in. If Nick, you had a self driving car at your disposal all the time, would you still want to drive at times? Yeah, I, I mean, I would say in our in our hypothetical right now, yeah, I want to drive. It's rela- it's relaxing sometimes to drive. But I think by the time I got used to just riding in my car and not having to touch the steering wheel anymore, it'd be like a habit. Yeah, it's just like, eh, no, not, I used to drive, but then the god dang robots got too smart. Are <laughs> too smart. They, they smarted me out. Me, I I find driving therapeutic. I like engaging in driving because mm-hmm. it puts my energy. So the idea of sitting back in my car and completely disengaging, disconnecting with a self-driving car is 100% appealing. Uh, being able to work or do different things or, hey, let me do a video chat with my family on my way, that, that's super appealing. But the 
ther- the, 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 the therapeutic release, the, the, the engagement I get in a car is almost zen-like. I say zen-like because I don't think or worry about anything else. I'm just focused on driving this car, maintaining this machine, drive where I'm driving. How, how of, much do you like being in a traffic jam? I don't care. I don't mind. You don't bit. mind? Oh, I really I don't. I fucking hate it. Me too. Like when yeah. I'm stuck in traffic. And I drive a stick. Especially okay. when I want to yeah. go somewhere. No, I don't give a fuck in a traffic jam. I, I don't mind. So I don't mind. I drive 35 minutes to work every day. Oh, yeah. I don't mind at all because I'm moving the whole time. Right. I I'm, hate traffic. But if it took me 35 minutes to go a mile across a crowded city, mm-hmm. man, that, that, that would do a very different thing to the my morning. The fact about traffic is because it's like stop, go, and people are cutting in and out, and it's just like. But, know, yeah, but the point that I wanted to make was, hey, with self-driving cars, there's a good chance we're going to almost eliminate traffic jams. Yes. Totally. And then people like me who enjoy driving get to enjoy my driving more. And if I have to do it in no, my own No, you're going to cause lane, traffic jam. Asian, we've established this. If you uh, do the steering wheel or crosshairs, I aim through with America. Hurrah, I cr- Never mind. <laughs> I, I, even if I have to drive in my own lane, I'm okay with that. As a matter of fact, I would feel better about that because I can do whatever I want without disrupting the flow. I feel like if I'm a driving person f- surrounded by self-driving cars... What I'm doing to disrupt the flow is probably not well, a good thing. I think I should you? be segregated. Would you? Because there's three of us that would also want to drive. So, you know what I mean? So there would be like oh, yeah. a lot of other, you know, there would still be traffic jams. Unless think, it's everyone self-driving or everyone. I think we're definitely more than a lifetime away from having to make a decision. In other words, um, you know, Rab and I have talked about at some point, could driving be banned or outlawed? And that is a very right. real conversation. And you have to have an exceptional, like, uh, a, a good example. In America, some people believe you should be able to carry a gun no matter what. But in reality, you have to have a permit to carry a gun. Mm-hmm. In the Wild West, you could carry it no matter what. Today, you have to have a permit. Well, Ooh, Wild it's gonna, West would be self like people driving cars would be the wild west exactly and in the future if you want to drive your own car and you want to be the guy in demolition man who's got an oldsmobile then you can go ahead and get a license or a permit to drive specially or separately i know that movie too yeah dude i love that movie man she doesn't every in the future (laughs) every restaurant is taco bell okay all right let, let me let me formulate a postulate and that is how many people get to work on horses right a handful Okay. A very, 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 very minimal very, handful. Very rare. But back in the day. That's what they did. It was very therapeutic to drive my own horse mm-hmm. to get to work. But I don't to, think in to, my lifetime that's going to go. change. Uh, let, me, go ahead, go ahead. Let, let me keep on going. Yeah. So then cars came around, and cars completely took over horses as a mode of transportation in 10 years. Mm-hmm. It took 10 years for all the horses to go away. Okay, how long did it take for to go from a landline to everybody having cell phones? Yeah. Ten years. How long is it going to take to go from everybody driving their own car to you being the, what the heck is that stupid son of a bitch <laughs> driving a car, riding a horse? So I don't think these are fair comparisons because right. in one place you're talking about giving people more luxuries and in another place you're talking about taking people's privileges away. I'm not saying it's true or false that they're privileges, but 
a large part of society is going to say, you cannot take my ability and my privilege away to drive. You can enhance it by giving me a car over a horse. You can enhance it by giving me a cell phone over a corded phone. You can enhance, you can enhance. But at this point, you're looking at pulling away rights or privileges of people. Again, whether there are that or not is another conversation. But there will be a large number of people who will argue for it as a right and privilege. Mm -hmm. So I don't believe that 10-year plan applies to something that so the oppresses people again i'm not arguing that it's oppression sure, or not but sure. that sect and then i actually will be in that side you can't take my right away to drive in 10 years your privilege away yeah. but but privilege, what, thank but, you. but what we can do is make the hov lanes the lanes that you can drive in Fine. and right. all of the other lanes are yeah. all the ones that we can drive in now i'm going to take it a step further within 10 years i would say that you can't buy a car because it would be economically uh, disadvantage to own cars. Mm -hmm. That the Pollution. when it goes to, when it goes to full self driving, that it's going to be cheaper to uh, call up a car and have it sitting out front, and you hop in that car, go to your destination, get out of the car, and that car drives off and goes and picks up somebody else. Before we go too far, I got to say this: we are at a time limit, we're at a time crunch. I'm going to tell you guys right now. I want to take about 10, 15 minutes over, and we're going to cap it there because this is a very interesting. Mm -hmm. turn of your conversation because we've had this conversation sure together. sure continue sure. on sorry nick hope you don't mind. no that's, that's good and and i don't we can we can no totally no no, no, no. i want this conversation now we're going. i want this conversation yeah let's okay. keep going all right, all right. <laughs> i enjoy this conversation we've had this it's conversation really interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't i didn't know it was bedtime yet so that's fine yeah. we're gonna keep it going all right um right now we utilize about our cars about five percent of the time 95 percent of the time they're parked somewhere which means every one of us in here have a car that we use 5% of the time. If we had one car between us or had four cars between us and, and expanded it out and we could utilize those cars 95% of the time and 5% of the time they were busy charging themselves and getting further uh, between where you're at to the next customer, then we could eliminate the traffic jams we could eliminate the parking spaces. We could eliminate the pollution. Mm, the pollution. We, we could eliminate a lot of things if we could utilize our cars in the 90 to 95% range as opposed to the 0 to 5% range. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to, I think, I think that's what's going to turn the tide. But do you think that Teslas or, or any electric car will before it's mandatory to have self-driving you know like I feel like there's a point where I mean you were saying like there can't be just a button that they, they press it's just going to gradually I'm hoping that everyone having an electronic car electric car will come before and, it's and that one's going to that one's going to be an easy one because electric cars make way more sense mm -hmm. than gas driven cars so I'm driving in my Subaru and I'm going, okay, shoot, I got another 4,000 miles and I've got to go get my oil changed. And oh, it's a 60,000 miles, so I've got to get uh, my CV joint. In. It's going to cost me $1,000 in maintenance when my next maintenance thing comes up. God, I, and fuel. I got to go, mm -hmm. I got to go stop and, oh, there's another $30 in fuel that I got to put in my car. But in my Tesla truck, there is no maintenance, mm -hmm. and I fuel up every night when I go home and park my truck. Mm -hmm. So I go to the truck, I plug it in, I wake up in the morning, I got a full tank of gas. I can go 
say 300 miles. I can't remember the last time I drove 300 miles. Let's see. I could go to I could go to Austin and back and still be within my my range limit. I could go to Austin and do whatever I'm going to go do, plug it in while I'm there and and drive back and then drive back to Austin again. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the range anxiety, the fuel thing, that's going to go away and it's a quieter ride, so less pressure on the auditory side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, full self-driving, which means it's going to be easy to drive, kind of like even when we're not using full self-driving, we're just using assist. It's so easy in my Subaru to drive from here to there because I don't have my foot on the gas. I'm, go- I'm not going to go over the speed limit. I'm, it slows down in the car in front of me. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll keep me in my lane if I'm looking over to, to change my... Yeah. It makes driving easier. Well, if you make driving easier, then it makes driving easier. So if it's full self-driving, the only thing that you're not doing now is holding on to this thing. Mm-hmm. If you if you want uh, the steering wheel, I'm sorry, I forgot podcast. <laughs> You're not holding on to the steering wheel. So if you want the uh, comfort of driving in your car, you have the steering wheel right there. But who wouldn't want to hop in their car and go, hey, take me to the drop zone, and then have it pull out, have it accelerate through, have it stop at all the stop signs. You're totally legal wherever you go, and you don't have any work to do. Oh, my God, and I can drink. And yeah, you can sleep. You know, I was wondering and you about can that, like cops, you know, like pulling people over for speeding or have a taillight out or whatever. Like that goes away. That goes away. Yeah, all, all traffic accidents go away. Mm-hmm. Minimize. Things are going to happen. There, a percentage of accidents is going to happen. It's going to be highly minimized. Way minimized. Yeah. Highly minimized, but right. nothing's going to go away. But to the point where you're going to go, holy shit! Driving my car is a lot more dangerous. Than letting the Mackay car drive itself. Yeah. yeah. And absolutely, I can agree to the safety of it all being, being there. For me, I will never, to my current beliefs, ever give up driving. I absolutely would love a self-driving car. Um, absolutely would enjoy the times and privileges of a self-driving car. I, there are a, I'm about to make people shit their pants and turn their graves. I have debated over the last five years about taking my 67 Mustang and either dropping a Coyote fucking 50 gas engine in it or actually converting a 67 mustang to electric yeah um oh, wouldn't that be cool it, be so dude i'm 99 percent sure it's going gas but dude i still so badly want to convert it electric because it would be fucking badass i absolutely but for me the the love of that car is the rumble the gassy like just sure. the, the, the nostalgia of a 67 is part of mine yeah. god to make it electric would be dope um but i really what what brings it to the next level for me is as you and i had this conversation the first time you can give all these all these what ifs and haves and, and where ats and, and I can see the validity of it all. Yeah. But I don't think it's as potentially strong as you seem to think until you drop the last bomb, which was, man, self driving car. No, no, self driving oh, oh. car Sorry. meets uh, uh, crowdsourcing or or, or, or sh- sh- ride sharing. Right. Yep. Because now suddenly, like, yo, dude, let me pull out my app. I need to get here to here. Fuck Uber. A car just shows up. That's probably still Uber that nobody else is driving. There are already self-driving cars out there. Google putting your cars all over your your houses all over the interwebs. So the future, if you tell me in 10 years from now there will be more self-driving cars than there are anything else fully self-driving and nobody's driving more, I don't believe that. I don't. If you tell me in 10 years from now that ride sharing is available and self-driving electric cars, man, I'll probably be using them. Like I say probably. 
I believe I'd be using them by then. It, 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 it makes sense. So I really then and, and we'll do a whole other day on this. Then it talks about what happens to the environment, what happens to culture, what happens to society, what happens to parking garages, what happens to green spaces, to malls, to, to mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So malls are already dying and going to mega churches. <laughs> if you think about it, all those spots that you're talking about for green spaces and what have you, that's when the dystopia is going to come in because they can use all of those green spaces and all of those parking lots and all of those uh, that infrastructure for all of those people driving. Now they can turn those into buildings that they can stack on top of buildings. Mm-hmm. And then we invent the three seashells. Hit that funky white music, girl. Bam. Boom. It's another Demolition Man reference. Demolition Man. No one understands the three. Absolutely. Nobody does, man. Uh, Guys and gals, Gravity Lab Radio, we are getting out of here. Uh, Very soon, we're going to have the winner of the Gravity Lab Film Festival, Jed Kowser, on the phone. He's going to come on the phone, on the show. He's going to come hang out with us, talk with us, jam with us. A good buddy of mine, Jeremy Brown, will be joining us. Him and I will be talking about, yee! Uh, Just a little project him and I have going on. Uh, Till then, Gravity Lab Radio, you guys got anything? Peace. We're out. Bye-bye. Thanks, Rabbit. Bye-bye. Thanks, man. I said bye-bye, but yet you're still moving. What? Bye-bye. What? Wait a minute. No, bye-bye. Bye-bye. No, bye-bye. 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 Is this another old man movie I need to know Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. They were getting off an airplane, and David Spade is one of the stewards, flight attendants. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Thanks, thanks for flying with us. Bye bye. Bye bye. David Spade? Yeah. yeah. I'll find it. Yeah. They're pretty awesome, man. It was, it was funny. Bye bye. Bye.